Let's face it, people have different sleep needs. While you love your partner, sleeping next to them might not always be the most comfortable. Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs, so you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Maybe you prefer a firmer mattress and your partner needs something softer. Because of the individualized comfort that you get from Sleep Number Smart Beds, you and your partner will sleep better together. All Sleep Number Smart Beds feature cooling, pressure-relieving comfort layers for soothing sleep throughout the night. And their temperature balancing bedding is designed to move heat and moisture away when you're hot. When you're cool, they hold their energy to help warm you. The smart beds even automatically respond and adjust to your movements so you sleep comfortably all night long. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards only at a sleep number store or sleepnumber.com worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole well good thing instacart shoppers are as picky as you are they find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line they are milk expiration date detectives they bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are so let instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. What's up, Gypsy gang? We are back uh, and better than ever, some would say. Uh, today's guest is a guy by the name of Miles Mukey. Uh, he is, a, I guess you'd say, an entrepreneur. And if you listen to the podcast, you know that I don't really like that word. I, don't, I think it gets thrown around too much. Uh, and I think that it is, um, yeah, just an excuse for people to kind of spend their lives hustling and never actually do anything. Um, but Miles is not like that. Uh, Miles is the owner of a uh, the Apex Training Facility. He's the owner of Combat Nutrition. He's the owner of the Hype Group, which is a um, like a media and creative agency. And he also owns a cafe. Um, he was a lawyer, did the whole corporate thing, quit that, backed himself, got a camera, and uh, and yes, yeah, sort of started his own company and has gone from there. So uh, I been following him on Instagram for a little while. Uh, and then I actually met him a couple of weeks ago when I did a seminar, uh, at his, uh, training facility and they were just instantly like the vibe and the energy. And I was like, okay, this guy is not one of those hustle porn, uh, poser entrepreneur dudes. And yeah, just really enjoyed like the brief time, uh, I spent chatting with him and I thought I'd love to get him on the podcast. So we made it happen yesterday. Epic three hour combo, just a real, uh, very genuine chat and a very, you know, back and forward, uh, kind of deal. Um, I really, really enjoyed having someone to sort of talk about some of those ideas and some of the topics and things that we did talk about. Um, but yeah, before we get into that, just got to say a massive thank you to the guys from Nobby Underwear. Um, it's no, yeah, it's no secret at this point um, how much I love these dudes, just the whole crew there, um, Rob and Ash, everybody that is involved with that brand. Uh, and like I've said before as well, I, I love the fact that um, the Gypsy Gang is really getting behind uh, Nobby and every every day I'm seeing guys that are, um, yeah, signing up and, and, and just like the positive feedback that I'm getting from people that have signed up and um are like so stoked on the product and event like ultimately that's what i really want out of um 
guys that do align with us. So um, go onto their website, nobbyunderwear.com.au. Uh, check it out. You can. They've got some stuff that you can just like you know they've got a store where you can sort of buy and i guess try before you buy but um a lot of people um just dive straight in uh 20 a month you get a fresh pair of undies every single month and look it's underrated um underwear is underrated i'm gonna say that um when you just don't have to think about it you've always got fresh undies you've got really high quality underwear um it's just one less thing in this complicated life that you have to worry about and i just i think as well if you're just the dude that's wearing like cotton undies and you haven't actually experienced uh wearing a pair of knobbies it's like you don't know what you don't know you don't know what you're missing out on until you actually try a pair um so yeah 20 dollars a month fresh pair of undies delivered to your door every month fresh designs like a little surprise every time you open it um so yeah give those guys uh, a look and i can guarantee i can i can actually say i can guarantee you won't be disappointed um and then secondly the guys at boost mobile very similar situation with Nobby. They're the best at what they do. Um, they've even been voted Australia's best prepaid um, phone provider. Uh, you can leave the current contract you're in, um, get into the freedom of prepaid, and you can transfer your number. Uh, that's what I did. <coughs> Pardon me. I transferred my number across, um, and I haven't looked back. Uh, you get a ton of data. You're on 4G's, uh, Telstra's 4G network. Um, they're the only prepaid um, brand that is not Telstra to actually be on that Telstra full 4G network. Um, so yeah, data speeds are crazy. Uh, the data plans are crazy. You can go to boostmobile.com.au to check those out. Um, and then yeah, new new like little update on the studio, really close for that being done. Um, so yeah, some cool stuff that is going on there. We've been a bit quiet on dropping podcasts, but that's just because we've been in full construction mode. I want to get in there sooner rather than later. And we've got some epic guests lined up. But um, before any of that happens, um, we're all going to sit down and listen to this epic convo with Miles. Uh, thank you very much, everybody, for listening. And uh, yeah, enjoy. Righto. So my guest today is Miles Muki. Uh, so we met a couple of weeks ago, but I'd actually been following you for a while through Janae Harding. Yep. Um, you sponsor her through uh, Combat, which is your protein, which I'm pretty sure I got a shaker over there. Yep. Um, and yeah, I had some of that the other night. I don't have any protein at like at all. On, that, honest feedback. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, it was good. Yeah. I just don't have anything <laughs> to compare it to because like I don't do, I don't have any supplements. I eat terrible. So the dudes at the gym are always giving me a hard time about that. Oh, it's good for you then. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I wanted to, to get you on the show. I'll be I'll be honest, right? So I saw your Instagram and I'm like, oh, here's another hustle porn dude. Yep. Okay. And then I was like, I was like, I was, I was still following you because I was like, man, he seems like really genuine in the stuff that he says. And then I went to the seminar that you did with Skinner. You put on at uh, yep. Apex. Yep. And then you've got a really positive energy and like such a good vibe and i was like ah oh, cool this isn't hustle porn like this is just this is what you are like and i could tell that very quickly so i think that's like a test like a testament to your uh personality that that can sort of shine through instantly and after that i was like i'm just gonna get on the podcast because i'm pretty sure we'll have a good chat man i loved how honest you were just then it was actually a question that i was going to pose to you i wanted to know what you thought i was like you know obviously before this podcast i wanted to because I, I don't know yeah I, I haven't really put myself out there um 
you know, I'm always behind the scenes. I'm always behind the camera. I'm always behind an athlete yeah. if it's at the gym. And, you know, I haven't really put myself out there. I try to post every now and then on, on you know, Instagram or something like that and get a message across. But, um, yeah, interesting, interesting. Hustle porn. Well, because, yeah. like, you know, um, I'm actually just going to turn your mic up a bit. Which one? Um, sorry, mate. Yeah, like the whole dude, the whole Gary V thing, yep. and it's like I, I mean, how many people do you know that are like motivated to read motivational books? Yep. Like they're just they're motivated to get motivated. Yeah. Or they're like Fitzbo, or that it's so much, and like Instagram is like such a place where that it's like it just exists, like it's its own little universe. Yep. Where nothing really happens outside of that yep you know and it's so it's so easy to like you've got the hype group you've got apex and that's the thing where i was like look if he's if he's pulling all this off then at, at a point like you can't fake all that shit 100 percent. like you can't fake owning a gym you can't fake <laughs> having this uh protein that's like you've got your own shake like dude i've got fucking t- 50 t-shirts that yep. i order at a time and like yep. that's a nightmare yeah you know so it's like if you've got someone that's like doing all this different stuff yeah and pulling it off then it's like okay there's probably something more to this but god i'm so jaded by people that it's just like one idea one like i, I was i would, would always say to people like an entrepreneur these days is just you're unemployed with an idea 100 percent, and that frustrates me yeah i'm, I'm still sort of um unsure about the whole term of uh, you know entrepreneurship and and what constitute and uh, constitutes an mm. entrepreneur like you know i was thinking about it the other day when you get on a plane and you go overseas and you're filling out the you know your your, your information and yeah. you're like what do you what's your job title and i'm kind of just like for me i'm like oh, i don't really know i don't really know what to write anymore but um i, I just kind of write business owner but yeah. um you know it kind of comes to the front of the mind you're like sure like entrepreneur or something like that but it's just got such like a negative connotation to it but um and i think everyone has their own sort of like definition of what entrepreneurship is yeah but um yeah man i i guess i consider myself an entrepreneur um but i'm sort of like um maturing from that mindset and i want to probably more sort of like um push towards being known as a business a businessman dude that's like that is exactly what like i look at people like i've i know some super super wealthy people through like really big businesses like huge crane businesses um like temporary fencing like the guy that invented that yep so it's like they're uh, they're not they're not calling themselves entrepreneurs they're not calling themselves anything yeah they're too fucking busy doing shit 100 you know yeah to like call it a thing and so yeah it's just like i don't know it just seems so like rife at yep. the moment of people that are just like these constant messages and like i follow gary v on instagram uh and it's funny michael do you know michael crawley from valley yeah Island? man 100 yeah. percent. yeah so uh crawley posted a thing today on his facebook saying like i'm so sick of gary v blah blah yeah yeah and like i kind of have that feeling too yep and i'm not like sick of him but i'm just I'm like, I'm almost sick of the people that, that ask him the question. It's like, dude, oh. there's enough out there yep. to where it's like, it's fucking simple. Yep. One foot in front of the other and you just keep grinding. And yep. it's like, you know, people uh, people don't get that when you are successful in business or whatever, it's like you just have done the shit that you didn't want to do yep. over and over and you never let it beat you. Yep. And it's like the the process is the thing that you need to enjoy. Yep. If you're chasing the little pot of gold at the end, 
there is no pot of gold at the end. 100%. And it's like the same with, with this whole thing is like, you know, we built this little room and then this was this thing and then you build where onto the next year. So it's like for five months of this yep. year, like all I've done is just like grind over stuff. And it's like, if you don't enjoy that, then you're fucked. 100%. And I'm really glad that you kind of like phrased, you know, what you said about Gary V in a certain way, you, rather than saying, oh, I hate Gary V and, and you know, you know what he's trying to portray because what he's trying to portray is actually really good if you listen yeah. to his message. And in heaps of ways I can relate to him. I grew up in an immigrant family. Um, my grandparents came over to Australia. My mum came over to Australia, didn't know English, learnt English for the first time. They were just absolute hustlers. Yeah. And so I learnt from that sort of um sort of family upbringing as well and i can kind of relate to a lot of a lot of shit that he says but i think you're right in the fact of saying like you more you more hate sort of like the reaction that a lot of people have to his content and thinking that it's easier than it is to achieve some sort of success you know um man amazing props to, to you know this podcast and building another studio hectic work man like this is this is the first time i've ever been on a podcast as a guest so dude i'm absolutely humbled first and foremost and to think that fucking travis pastrana and you know crawley and all these dudes were on it before me is just hectic so um i'm i'm stoked man obviously um but to then you know create this and uh, we've got our own podcast so a uh, part of our marketing yeah, agency yeah man yeah. so oh, the hype cast so um me and my business partner sell we um have a marketing agency called hype group and um we we had a, a space available in the agency oh sorry in the office and we yeah. were just like hey we love podcasts we love listening to you know the joe rogans i love listening to the tom billies and yeah. you know all those sorts of guys and we we're just like oh we should make a podcast room so we created it um and you know one hour a week we sort of sit in there with a cool guest and and have a chat to them um we're not as consistent as i'd like us to be but um yeah it's hard oh man and this is this is why i'm having more and more respect for what you're creating yet people out there might see this and they'll watch your instagram they'll they'll listen to this podcast and they'll think i'm gonna start a podcast yeah and it's gonna be number one and they don't realize they haven't reverse engineered you know what goes into it i think that's the problem man people see the end result they want to get there. They think that because they can see other people that are at that stage, that they can get there with a the click of the fingers and they're missing so much, man. Yeah. I'm a big, I'm a big believer in reverse engineering stuff. Um, that's what I've done for everything. And so how would you apply that then to like, so give us an example of reverse engineering some of the stuff that you've done then. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Um, let me have a think. Well, I guess it's sort of, um, getting into combat nutrition. Yeah. Let's reverse engineer that and I'll, and I'll st- tell you sort of how long of a process it 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 is to have created that so combat nutrition is a, a sports nutrition brand that's um dedicated just for combat athletes we have you know protein uh next week we're about to bring out some intra workout we've got um, protein bars all sorts of things and um it all started with first creating what's the website it's uh cmbt yep cmbt.com.au yes sweet and um it's, it all started with first creating a machine that allowed me to make a living that also was a perfect incubator to start a business like combat. Yeah. So, and that's what, that's what's allowed me to start other things. So, you know, when you said before, it's just like, where do you find the time to create all of these things? Well, I could see that a marketing agency was the engine for business in general yeah, yeah. and how powerful it was especially in this sort of um new new digital age yeah. so to speak 
So um, I was heavily involved in, in digital to a certain degree. I was, um, you know, do, doing a lot of videography, photography and things like that. Um, I was definitely in an in entrepreneur phase in my life where I was just starting up a lot of things, but they didn't equate to anything yeah. necessarily. And um, so I created um, an agency called Athletic Agencies and it was a digital marketing agency, predominantly content creation at the time. Um, I later sort of um, invested 24 seven into Facebook advertising. And so yeah. paid advertising was born. Um, and I realized that I needed to have all of these sorts of functions of this agency. So graphic design, website development, paid advertising, content creation. Um, and once I had that machine that was, you know, allowing me to make a living, I knew that I would be able to create now a, a business incubator yeah. um, and a little machine that could sort of you know, offshoot other businesses, so to speak, vertically. So combat is, is our brand from hype. And, um, yeah, man, it's, it's been a really long process. Um, but it's been the way that I've understood how to do it. So, 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 you know, it, it all comes with experience as well. You don't know what you don't know. Mm. I'm absolutely obsessed with sort of, I think it's like the, the pyramid of competence and you know how you talk about, sort of at the bottom level it's just like you're incompetent you know you're unconsciously incompetent you don't know what you don't know so it's just like how are you supposed to sort of know where you're going or how to get there if you don't know what you don't know yeah do you know what i mean is as simple as that sounds but as soon as you become aware of what you don't know then you're able to start filling in the gaps and that's sort of what reverse engineering is and that's only like through learned experience correct that you can figure it out and and that's like so perfect example is my girlfriend is a makeup artist. Yep. So she would she wants to be full time at that. Yep. And then it's hard because she's in a relationship with a person that is full time that just sits down, talks for three hours. Like yep. this is just sits you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And then so like she does see the end result. Yep. So it's like she can see that. Yep. And it and it's like, okay, I want that. Yep. And I'm like, all right, so this podcast is a culmination of this started when I was 18. Yep. I'm now 31. So it's like all of that was learning that you don't know what you don't know. 100%. Like I just fucked up so much stuff to get to like this point. Yep. You know, and you just learn and you learn. And it's like, I didn't even know that this was a thing I wanted to do. Yep. But it's like when I started doing it, I'm like, oh man, all this stuff that I've done has like really led to this. Yep. And it is like this this long game that you that you have to play. And and you know what's funny is that you've built this organically. And and to be honest, I built athletic agencies, which is now hype group organically. Uh, I didn't necessarily have the bigger vision of what I wanted it to be. I do now. And the thing is that now that I've gone through that process, if I was someone who wrote a book about the process of building an agency or I have a podcast or I talked on YouTube about it. A lot of people can learn from our mistakes and our organic growth and they can half quarter, quarter, quarter the journey that it takes to get to where we are now. The the problem is people don't want to find the answers. And man, a good example, when I was in law school, I was a terrible student. And when I do a test, I'd be like, I don't know the answers. Little did I even sort of, you know, try to think that all the answers are in the textbook. Yeah. Literally, that, that's, and that's the, the sort of mentality that you need to kind of breed. All the answers are there. But that's the trench work. That's the trench that work. you don't really want exactly. to do. Yeah. Exactly. So it's just like the same thing is out there. So I want to start a business. I don't know what to do. It's just like, 
all of the information is out there. And if you can become, you know, good at problem solving, you can solve any problem and you can achieve anything you want to achieve. Yeah. You know, if you want to run four businesses, five businesses, if you want to start one successful business, you can do it. Um, it's just about finding the information. And for yeah. a lot of people, they can't even get to that step. Yeah. So it's about building, It's a, it, it, you know, you have something and, and I have something that has been developed over time and that's, you know, a personality trait, that's, you know, habits and things like that, which allows us to do what we do and people need to develop those. So yeah. it's all good to have sort of the belief to see what you need at the end, but are you the person right now at this particular time that is the right person to be the person that runs that business yeah. or, you know, you, yeah. you might need to work up to that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, man, there's so much to it, you know, there's so much to it. Yeah. And it's cool. Like, and you know, that, like I said, when I, when I went to apex yep. to the school and I just saw it, like, you could just see the effort. Like you painted all of the air cons, you yep. painted the ducting, you know what I mean? Like you can really see, and I could really appreciate the work that went into it and, and the, the passion, like it, it become obvious. And then, um, it's funny too. Like when I was, before I went to the school, uh, like the seminar, I actually, drove past to like the aircon place to like pick up all our ducting yeah, and like saw hype group yep because it's like right near where the air so yep. I was like oh, I was like everything's lining up man I, yeah. really, I really need to get him on the show classic but yeah. um man I'm big on on creating a life for myself so uh, you know as you sort of said like man my my house is two minutes from my office and my office is two minutes from the gym and the gym is two minutes yeah. from my house that's it dude I'm <laughs> on the exact same program here yeah. I'm like I want to be here it's like, I think it's four minutes to drive to the new studio. Yep. It's like four minutes to drive to the beach and then the gym's down there. I was like, I just don't, I don't want anything else now. Yep. You know, like but I just, and I want to just keep, just keep on keeping on. Yeah. You've unlocked it, man. You've unlocked the, you've unlocked the secret. It's like, you know how many people are trapped in this mindset there where they're just like, I have to commute to Brisbane uh, to remain in this job, to provide for my family, to do this and that. You know, you don't need yeah. to do that you just are stuck in that mindset and you just need to, you know, do some problem solving, do some, do some more deeper thinking and, and try and work your way out of it and start creating a life that yeah. you can live for yourself. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And like the, the thing I've said on this podcast before is like, if you just, if you want to really figure it out, like Facebook ads, just do that. Yep. And yep. it's like, you know, that's where that, you know, Gary V has those kind of messages, but it's so sourced up. Yep. To, and it's just like da, 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 and you're like hey ooh, yeah. you know but it's like you can give people the tools too yeah you know like even mick like you got like a screen door company that he does in summer and i'm like i don't fucking had no idea that you did that yeah so you know you just you can the whole like side hustle thing yep. which he talks about a lot yeah it's like it's it's super valid yep. like have a side hustle yeah and for ricky right now the makeup is her side hustle yep. i'm like you you hustle hard enough on that over a long enough period of time and you can turn it from that to whatever you want 100% and it's like but it just takes like commitment yep. and you've got you still have to have a full-time job yep you're gonna get fucked around with clients you're gonna miss certain opportunities because of work like that's cool yeah I've had that shit happen yeah over and over where I've missed something that I was like I was like oh this would be the next bar and you know you get so like focused on this thing happening yep and it's like I th I would say that would be my biggest change mindset wise yep. with like doing this podcast when I was like so I lived in the States for seven years or whatever doing the film stuff and man I'd get so I was so obsessed with it that I'd almost like cock block myself at times because I would be so like 
so rattled if I missed an opportunity or if I'd pushed too hard to get something before it was ready and and it, you end up fucking yourself over like standing on your own feet in a in a in a sense yep and with this there's so like I've had so much more patience mm-hmm. and it's like uh there's that you know the art of not giving a fuck book yep I haven't read it but the title in a sense like I I can see the merit in it because you sort of it's the same with fucking chicks or whatever it's like you really genuinely have to not care about the outcome. Yeah. It has to be case sera sera. It, it, it'll be what it'll be. Do the right things to get to that. Yep. But you cannot manif like you can't force something, you know, that that is out of your control. And I think, I think when you accept that, it becomes easier to uh, like things start to happen a bit more. Yeah. Because you're you know you, you're playing that patience you're playing the long game you're letting you're letting things work out as long as you just keep one foot in front of the other just keep charging along like a lot of times that, that stuff will work out as opposed to just like board a gate trying to bash walls down there's some stuff you just can't for sure you know you can't force man you touched on a few really important points there in in sort of my sort of you know thought process and way of thinking and you, you talked about patience you talked about sort of like um you know the art of not giving a fuck or just accepting things and not sort of um getting too emotionally connected to things you can't control yeah i think that's that is one of the biggest biggest lessons um that we as humans should be learning is to you know we get so emotionally connected to things that we can't control yeah and so we're almost self-sabotaging ourselves we know that we can't control something the result is that something happens that negatively affects us and we go into an emotional sort of downturn as a result of that we need to protect our you know our mindset our you know we need to protect our emotions from and our energy from you know going down that that downturn because it's not helping us and i think um learning how to control your emotional attachment to things is a very powerful tool but i think that that comes with self-awareness growth all of these things and also it's a skill Mm. so it's building building the habits and and the skills so it's like and i can touch on that a bit more but you talked about patience as well i don't want that to sort of disappear because i think that's the you know guys like gary v you know all of these you know digital titans are talking about patience and how important it is one hand gary v will say patience is key tom bill you will say fuck patience on his t-shirt but it's a it's you know people look at these things too literal yeah it's both it's everything it depends where you're at it's like you know in the macro patience is extremely important to achieving great success in the micro no man you need to get shit done yeah and you know success is a result of you know actions that are compounded over time and all of those little successes that you know eventually whenever that time may be in the future will sort of create that success well i think there's a massive like uh, that was cool what you said about like macro and micro yeah i'd say that one is patience and one's procrastination interesting you know because yep. like over the you know the larger scale then you do want to be patient yes. but on the daily small task don't be patient and no. wait to like the thing the big thing for me like i'm retarded when it comes to like going to the post office fucking opening letters like i'm the worst yep and then when we when we launched like the gypsy gang merch yep i was like i'm not fucking around with this merch yep like that became this thing and this morning i had to go pick up a light from the new studio and then i looked and i was like ah oh, fuck i'll do the merch later because we had a few orders yep and then i was like nah 
that's procrastination. Yep. Like I can do it. I've got time to do it now. Then I will do it now. Yep. So I, th- I think that's in my head been the, like a difference between, so, you, you know, you do have to be patient on like the long game and then there is that stuff. What it's like you said, yep. the, the, the micro is like, you don't be patient, get shit done, yep. do what you got to do. And a lot of like, avoid procrastination. Yeah, 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 because I think that you know there's pa- there's a difference between patience and procrastination. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. So, but and one thing too that I I can't remember like where I read it or heard it or, but um there was uh, this whole idea of um, extraordinary people aren't just like doing these extraordinary things. Yeah, it's like if you look at like an Olympic swimmer or a like we're like massive moto dudes here yep. so it's like ken roxon or travis pastrana yep. or whatever it's like yeah there's this level of talent there's this level of um ability that they've got but it's like that's not you just don't wake up great no one wakes up great yep like you'd see it with jujitsu like there's people that are so talented yep but they're not craig jones yep that the reason why craig jones is so fucking good and we all look at him and like whoa what the fuck yep is because of like the stuff that he does on the the small level yep it's just he trains three times a day and in his he mind he does the work yep. and then he always watches film he like Lock, Lachlan Giles yep. perfect example that guy's brain is never off jiu-jitsu yep so it's like okay why is he extraordinary he he isn't this insanely talented freak of nature dude that's like this physical prodigy he is the definition of just like complete obsession yep and every second of his time is spent thinking about it yep and it's like i think that that's the one thing that people need to realize a little bit more is like what makes you extraordinary isn't this extraordinary trait Mm -hmm. it's that you can do the most unextraordinary tasks every single day yep for years and years like you know ryan gammon come on yeah man yeah yeah. swimmer yep just six k's a day for his whole life that's amazing ryan's a beast man <laughs> fuck yeah. that yeah can you imagine doing six like i wouldn't want to do six k's a day turns out i'm not an olympic swimmer yeah for that reason for sure you know so it's like there there is it's just this underrated thing or i think it maybe discourages people yep because they're like i'm just an ordinary person mm-hmm. and it's like even with with me like when you're like oh i'm honored to be on here and this I'm like, dude, I'm honored to have you. Like, Thanks, I man. don't see myself to be any different. I'm just a, as normal as it can be. And like, even me and Mick were talking about this the other day. Like, you'll see people that'll come up to you and like, they recognize you. Yeah. And I'm like, fucking hell, that's yeah. like, that's weird, man. I knew I'm you like, before we met. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm just, I'm literally me. Like, I'd feel like I don't deserve any of that. But it's like someone else's perspective might be like, he's got this crazy thing or yeah. whatever that like lets you. Do, it's like no it's nothing there's nothing secret yeah there's no nothing special i just press record keep doing it yeah keep doing it take the good with the bad try and take the criticism try it you know yeah so it's like there's nothing extraordinary not nothing but it's not always extraordinary things about extraordinary people yeah they're actually just extremely good at doing very basic things over and over yeah man 100 percent. Uh, i completely agree man they they make themselves extraordinary people i mean any success and we were talking about it before it's just like you know i i think a lot about the mind I, i'm pretty deep dude to be honest man sometimes super deep it's a bit scary but um i think about 
myself, I self-reflect a lot. I think about my decisions, the way my mind thinks about particular decisions and, and situations a lot. And so it's uh, made me sort of like look even deeper into sort of like um, neuroplasticity and, you know, being able to kind of manipulate or change or redirect, you know, the wires in your brain yeah, to yeah. think different ways and grow. And man, that's what growth is. That's what, you know, you know, um, you know, sort of like personal growth is all about. It's all neuroplasticity, you know? So it's like, if we, if we want to get good at something, it's just sort of like, even with this podcast, the way I work, you know, the hustle porn, how do you get the hustle? Well, over a series of a- actions will create sort of, you know, um, habits and those series of habits will sort of burn into your identity as like a personality yeah. trait. So it's I not. Saw, I saw you posted something about that. I can't. I, I talk I about think that I read a lot. That, yeah. 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 So I, I try and sort of like break things down a little bit, and that that's kind of goes back to that reverse engineering thing. I'm kind of like working out, you know, how, how why you are the way you are. I think a lot. Why why am I the way I am? Yeah. Um, and so it's you know, but there's a hack, and and the hack is that if you find something that you just really enjoy and you're just super passionate about it performing those actions at the start that lead to the habits that lead to yeah. it burning into your identity makes makes it easier I, you know what i mean like nothing's ever going to be easy but you're just going to get there faster because yeah. you're going to put in the work when it came to like building the agency it came from a bit of a, a different circumstance i was a lawyer at the time um i quit on the spot um you know i can talk about that story but I, um, I quit on the spot. Um, my, my partner Holly supported me and my decision and um, I was already filming at the time. I was already into the whole digital thing at the time and I was forced to create the decision to, to build this marketing agency but I was so passionate about it yeah. and it was like from literally uh, um, we had to move back into my grandparents' place. We just bought a place. We just renovated it. Um, you know, Holly was stoked. We moved back to my grandparents' place. Um, I sold my cars. I was a hundred grand in debt because I wanted to be look like a flashy lawyer. Yeah. Um, and I was, you know, caught up in all that bullshit. Um, Were you doing and- it on the Goldie? Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then- uh, Fuck the Goldie for that. Dude, it's terrible. <laughs> it's so bad. Terrible. Dude, my mate said um, he lived up here for years and then he just, he moved back to Cairns and then now he's in Noosa. Yep. And he's like, mate, you know what? How I know Goldie's full of wankers? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, every second car has personalized plates. Yeah, man. 100%. <laughs> and I'm like, it's a pretty good indication. Uh, absolutely. It's, it's just like, it's pointless. How vain it is. It's crazy. Yeah. You walk into sort of uh, an event a corporate event here on the Gold Coast and you'd have all the local lawyers, accountants, financial advisors, whatever, whatever. And the energy in there, man, it just didn't suit me, hey. Yeah. And it was quite funny. I, I tell a lot of stories where I kind of walked in and you were saying I'm super positive and stuff. I am, man. That's just, that's my nature. I was, I used to be called Mr. Positive and they used to pick on me. My mates used to pick on me because they used to go, Mr. Positive. And, um, you know, walk into an event and I'd be like, Hey, what's up? And I'd give someone a handshake or something like that. And they'd be like, Whoa, you know, what is this? Like they're all prim and proper. And I used to break ice so hard, man. Like I used to just, you know, pat people on the back and just, I was always myself. I was so, yeah, yeah, man, I was playful. I was always so comfortable and I'd always be a little bit of a rebel to, you know, the corporate sort of, you know, vibe. Um, I didn't suit that job, man. Did you want to be a lawyer out of like passion for the law or was it like, this is like a status thing that I want to achieve to say I'm a lawyer and then get the house, get the girl, get the cat, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Um, or man, was it more like 
probably with being from like you said an immigrant family as well like there's probably a little bit of like success for the family in a way that might come into it so yeah um i had a, a a different upbringing man i um so i had um my my grandparents and my mum from Croatia. My mum was severely schizophrenic, paranoid schizophrenic. Your mum um, was. My mum was. Really? Yeah. Um, and I grew up in the heart of King's Cross in Maclay Street with my mum. My dad split when I was two. Couldn't handle it. Really interesting story. Um, you know, he was just trying to tell the you know the family and everything that's you know my mum was ill, um, but no one would believe him. Really. Yeah, man. And um, for for years and years and years, so I was brought up in that sort of environment. Um, but I had the support network of my grandparents where I'd go there maybe once on the weekend and things like that. They'd pick me up and it was a, a, a place of comfort. Um, by no means were they successful, um, as such they're comfortable. They've worked really hard for what they've, what they've got. Um, and they looked after me. So I was able to see sort of the bottom of the bottom of the world, you know, pouring your, you know, stale Nutri-Grain with cockroaches into your bowl and going to your grandparents' place where they're, you know, that, that European culture and they're filling you with food and love mm. and, and all that sort of stuff. So, man, if I didn't have my was grandparents... Was mum's? My mum's parents. Yeah, okay. Yeah, man. So, um, grew up there and, and, and I guess, you know, um, I, I wanted to create a life of... A, a life of... Um, that was opposite to what I yeah, grew up yeah. with. Um, I think that's kind of natural. You know, you grow up in a particular circumstance and if it's not a good one, you kind of, you know, want the opposite. Yeah. So that's, I guess if I put it simply, that's kind of um, what happened with me. But man, when I, um, I was, I was good with people. Um, I was pretty good at English and writing and things like that. So at school, you know, when you put down uh, for your university entry, what do you want to do? I just said law at, at Bond Uni. Yeah. And, um, don't know why my, my, my parents, uh, sorry, my, my, yeah, my parents and my grandparents all sort of like pushed me into that career. Yeah. By no means did I want to do it for myself. Um, I got in, um, and at the time I was, um, professional bodyboarding. So that's how I'm yeah, calling right. and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, man, I didn't do great at uni by any means. I just passed. I just breezed through. I was either sort of traveling or doing the Aussie tour or something like that. Yeah. And, um, uh, I was having a lot of fun and, um, but I knew that that wasn't paying any bills or going to lead to a, any particular, you know, successful lifestyle. So, um, I decided to make a decision, uh, one year, um, where I failed a subject and I was like, oh shit, next semester I need to really pull my head in and sort of, um, put the, you know, surfing and stuff on the back burner and pushed into the legal career, worked hard, um, and then I got into, I sort of just made the, you know, natural progression into, into a firm. I, I worked hard. I, I did eight months of full-time unpaid work experience. That was something that, you know, I did that no one else sort of wanted to do. Yeah. Um, so now I've kind of got that mentality where I, I, I put the time in to then be rewarded with the job at the end. Um, I worked as a lawyer for six years. Um, and the whole time something was missing, man. I was starting jobs and, you know, had, had the, um, the gym and little bits and pieces. Um, and you know, one, in my opinion, you know, without saying too much, it's like what white collar crime, man. It's, it's just, you know, it just didn't vibe with my personality. Um, it hurt my soul, man. It was 
horrendous. Dude, as, as weird as this sounds, me and Ricky be watching Suits. Have you yeah, ever, watched, yeah, have you yeah. watched that? Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, we're, we're just oh, fucking binge it. I never watch a show. Yeah. The only show I've watched is like Game of Thrones and Breaking Bad. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. So we're watching this show and it's like, it's not the best show, but I'm, I'm into it. Yeah. But I've kind of figured out, like I'm watching it. I had this thing. I was in the shower the other day. I'm like, these motherfuckers can just do what they want. As yeah. long as they settle out of court. Yeah. Like you sue someone for breaking a law. Yeah. And then so this company will sue this company. Yep. And that's why it gets bought. Yep. And then it goes into the legal system. Yep. And then if they settle out of court, which is a deal for you, all, I'll figure this out. You owe me this favor after blah, 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 blah. Yep. And that's like, and then the crime just goes away. Yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck's going on here? And like, and then I'm started reading about some like actual cases and like real litigation. It's like, yep. that's just what they do. Yeah. Like this guy will accuse this dude of a crime which they're doing yep. and then they'll settle it out of court and then the crime goes away yeah. it's like who the fuck's paying for the crime yeah. like, what's actually going on here <laughs> I don't know how much that you know the suits is a bit fabricated as to what really it, happens it would be yeah. different but like yeah. that, that is sort of how shit goes yeah, down yeah man it right? does man it's a, it's a pretty twisted system you know a lot of the time um, you know <laughs> it, it'll never be right you know yeah. there's no right or wrong to things happening I mean but it's yeah it's hard man like you you know f- for sure someone didn't do anything but someone wants to you know um just make their life miserable so they'll sue them and mm. then they have to pony up the money to defend you know they <laughs> themselves otherwise you know shit's gonna happen to them and that sucks man yeah. and so it's just like you know people are getting fucked really over get to, all the time you don't get to pick the side you're on no of course not man like you, they nah. just come to you like hey this is the case and they hate you from the start they hate you from the start because they're in a, a, a terrible situation. They know they need to pay you. They don't want to pay you. Um, and they hate you from the start. So, you know, my, you, you can see my nature, man. I, I, I was always trying to sort of settle matters quickly because I didn't want people to pay money they didn't have to pay. But you don't get incentivized for that no, as a staff member. That, no yeah. way, man. They want to milk out matters for as long as possible. So um, that's how they make money. It's a fucking good business. I'll tell you mm. that. Um, well, not good business in terms of like morally. Profitability uh, wise. Exactly. Yeah. As, a, as a machine. Um, and anyway, man, I, I had a big case. Um, my partner suffered with a lot of autoimmune diseases. She was really sick at the time, bad immune, uh, low immune system. And uh, we were kind of at a situation where the doctors were saying like, if she got sick, she needs to go to hospital immediately because she doesn't have enough red blood cells and yeah, yeah. Com- combat some, you know, whatever her diseases were at the time and um she contacted me and she was like i'm fucked i'm sick i need to go to the hospital and i was like oh shit and i was just man you know what i was trapped in this mentality where i was like i can't leave i've got this i've got this court case i'd ask my boss i need to go and he'd be like if you walk out that door you're not coming back and so obviously i arranged for you know holly's mum to go and pick her up and take her to the hospital but man my job came in between me and my loved one you know and my family sick who was sick and needed my help and from that moment, that was a huge turning point in my life. And um, never in my life had I ever experienced or felt anxiety before. Yeah. I started to feel anxiety. I was just like, where's this coming from? What is this feeling? And um, we, there was a few matters where, um, you know, um, some clients were just getting screwed over. Some, you know, elderly people were, you know, paying for their legal fees with the last you know, a little bit of their superannuation uh. savings and things like that. And um, I just couldn't see it getting any better. And um, I'd look down at my hands and I'd just have hives just appearing all over my heart, all over my hand. And then really? I started getting itchy and then my head started to get itchy. And then I'd go into the bathroom. I looked in the mirror and I just had 
literally reptile skin, man. If I could show you a photo, I took a photo um, on an old phone. I need to find it again. My whole body was legitimately like That's the red, heavy, bro. the red on these walls. I was like a, I don't know, man, proper diseased, like just had hives and I, and I quit on the spot because it affected my family, the job, it affected my, my body yeah. and, and my, and my mental state. And I was like, fuck this too much. It's yeah. done. And um, I quit cold turkey, man. I had nothing to go to. And it was the best thing I ever did because I had the acceptance and I could detach myself emotionally by saying, I don't need this car. I don't need this nice house. Mm. My grandparents, you know, have said, you know, we'll accept you. Just come here, you know. And um, I was very lucky to have that support system. Um, It was not the life that my partner and I wanted at the time. It's just the way it happened. And Mm. I went backwards 10 steps, um, but it needed to be done. And I am so grateful for doing that. And I think a lot of people need to do that. I think a lot of people get themselves into a lot of shit and they entangle themselves into all sorts of webs. And um, a lot of that's, you know, know, Instagram, all these sorts of things. They want to be seen a certain way. Um, They want the flashy things, but they get themselves into a lot of trouble. And they don't want to untangle themselves from that web and go backwards to go forwards again. Yeah. I think, you know, man, I see a lot of that and I think a lot of people need to sort of um, step back, think if they're going in the right direction or if they're tangling themselves in webs that is just going to get stickier and stickier. And um, maybe they need to make the decision to to make some sacrifices, pull back and um, in order to go forward. A perfect example, I went from a good wage Mercedes Dodge, you know, night brand new house that I just renovated and immediately to 100 grand in debt that I couldn't pay to not being able to afford a haircut which I was that was my thing. You yeah. know, you know when we're busy um doing this podcast is amazing. It gives you that sort of time to without your phone and stuff. Haircuts were, were that for me. I was like, man, I just want my haircut. Couldn't get my haircut, so my girlfriend just had to shave my head. I couldn't couldn't go out and get a feed you know, all of these sorts of things. So it's just like all of those luxuries I sacrificed, gym membership sacrificed, all of those things. And people just don't want to do that, man. I was lucky that I had, you know, some grandparents that I could live in their place, you know, cook on their stoves and use their gas and and rent. And a lot of people don't have that. Yeah. Um, I consider myself lucky, man. Yeah. Just to have that. So, um, yeah, man. It's a little bit of, little bit of my story. Dude, the whole thing, like you're so right, man. Like, and I, I mean, I've said it on, on here as well. Like I've been, I was in the States at times where like my business partner went to Vegas with his wife. And then like, I was there and I was like house sitting. Uh, I, I was at, at my house and I was looking after their dog and then my power went out. So I had no fucking power. So then I was going down to the, I'd go down to the servo and I'd get ice and I took all the meat out of my fridge and I fucking put all the meat, all the dog food and shit in this esky yep. and it's like you know you just don't go out I had no uh, no TV nothing yep. so then it was like my phone fucking phone run out of data yeah. so it's like you're just you're not doing anything yep. you're just sitting there like existing waiting for like an invoice to get paid so yep. that you can pay and you know you're halfway across the world it's like but uh, I don't know man like I feel like uh, I wonder if it happened to you but like I just got comfortable living there. Yeah. Like I just got comfortable being in that place. And I think so many people are like so worried about what, what happens if yep. this happens, you know, yep. if I run out of money and what happens if I do this and blah. And it's like, it's fine, man. Yep. 
you can't do you can't get a haircut yep. you can't watch shit on your phone yep. you can't you know there's shit you can't do but mm-hmm. you're fine yep. and it's like once you live in that place and that's the place you have to live to build like a hype group yep. or build it gypsy tales like yep. you have to live there and even the times that I've been doing this podcast where I've had zero money yep. and been laid on rent yep. and it's like it's just that's how it goes and if you keep living in that place you keep realizing that it's really not that fucking bad. Dude, 100%. You know? I agree you, you with get you. Over, you get over it. Dude, I agree with you 100%. You know what? Uh, I um, My experience with that is um, I was a litigation lawyer and I dealt a lot with um, sort of bankruptcy and liquidations, things like that. You would be surprised at how many people commit suicide because they are made bankrupt. And, uh, you know... A lot of times there's a backstory. They may have not told their family or their wife or something that they were in financial hardship or maybe they, um, you know, they just had such an emotional attachment to money or a business or something like that. Well, have you ever heard about the Victoria's Secret, dude? No. Can you try and find that? Find out the um, details of the guy that sold Victoria's Secret. So I'm going to see if I get it right. Yes. But basically, so he sold Victoria's Secret for like $5 million or something. Yep. And then when he found out like next whoever bought it they like then they did the runway show and blah he ended up jumping off a bridge that's Far the out. that's the story i think yeah. i remember but I I, it actually rings a bell now it does ring a bell so yeah raymond committed suicide by jumping off the golden gate bridge he was last seen alive walking towards the bridge and shortly thereafter body washed up on the shores of marine county yeah so i wonder um yeah see if you can just find something in there Mick. man but, yeah sure. what a crazy story like talk about like an attachment to money dude like dude and five million dollars well, yeah. whatever uh, hopefully we find out the thing that it's like oh yeah here it is read that out Mick. yeah on 26th of august 93 raymond committed suicide by jumping off the golden gate bridge he was last seen alive walking on the bridge and shortly after washed up on the marine county investigators concluded that he committed suicide by jumping off the bridge he and his wife gay divorced earlier that year gay speculated he suffered from depression possibly due to business failures so see, just mm. read the bit about the like where it says Victoria's Secret. Um, yeah, the company earned five hundred thousand in its first year. Mm. Uh, mail order catalog. Um, I'll see if I can dig a bit deeper and see if I can find. Yeah, yeah. See if you can find the details. But yeah, so crazy man. What a cra- but like he sold the comp like he was making crazy money and yeah. then sold it and then just because he wasn't a part of the like that what it become yeah it just literally killed him man. like how crazy is that what's happening every day man um and it and it it sort of um it was amazing for me to witness um because i just sort of sat back one day in, a, in my chair and i just sort sort of thought i cannot believe that these people are committing suicide because of money my mum commits suicide so i had like really? a yeah so i had a, like a, a bit of a personal like sort of um experience with it and i was just thinking these people are so attached to this, you know, these finances or this business or, you know, it's become such a part of their identity that they need to commit suicide when they become bankrupt. And I just thought, you know what? From that day forward, I was just like, if I have a problem, if it's not going to kill me, I'm going to be sweet. And you know what, bro? If all of these businesses fail and, you know, something catastrophic happens and Holly and I are left on, you know, the sidewalk, it's cool, man. We'll figure it out i'm not dead yeah so i'm not going to be scared of anything unless it's going to kill me yeah so that, that's that's kind of my mentality you know i have a few little things it's that i don't care about anything unless it's going to you know kill me um 
I don't worry or fuss over anything that I can't control. Yeah, that's huge. <laughs> Man, they're huge. Yeah. But, you know, these to us might be simple, but they could be great lessons to a lot of people yeah, out there that sure. are suffering with anxieties and all these sorts of things. The like, biggest thing too that like I've really um, been thinking about a lot lately and like, so I would be like, I'd get like super pissed off at people or I'd like hold like a lot of like anger towards people that did did wrong by this or blah 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 and nowadays I just I just don't care yep because I manage my expectations yep I go like like for example it's like not awesome it's like a weird example yeah but so my coach if you go out with him he wants to have a big one and he's just one of the boys and he's just fucking like let's have it let's have a good good night yep the other night we went out we were going to meet him I knew that that's what they they were there to do and I didn't want to have a big night I said I'll come down for one drink and then they bailed and then the boys were like oh I'm so sorry I didn't want to bail and I was like it's all good I didn't care at all because my expectation like I know what they were there to do my feelings should you know like I didn't want to be have my feelings protected and like oh they didn't want to hang out with me yeah i was just like it's all good 100 you know like you know the expectations and i think like even in, in like relationships people get in these new relationships and they're like i got a friend now that he's you know dating some chick and he's like all these questions that he's throwing at me mm-hmm. for like a chick that he's just started hanging out with mm-hmm. and i'm like bro just level down these expectations yep you you know weeks into something just just chill yep. see how it goes yep. you know you've already got an expectation that you can't control yep so you know it, it's sort of I think that goes hand in hand with worry about things you can control yep you can't control if someone likes you mm-hmm. that's just as simple as that 100% you know so oh. it's like if you you can't control if they like you but then you expect them to like you mm-hmm. so you're like double fucking yourself because yep. you're worrying about something you can't control and then you're expecting something out of a situation Dude, you I th- really I th- just got to go with it I think we've all gone through that I think that that's human nature over and over. And it's another hack though. It's another hack and acceptance is such a huge principle that we need to talk about more. And and it doesn't just relate to like you said friends, it relates to family man like cuz I went through the same oh, thing. I had sure. huge expectations of my dad or you know um, that he was going to be there when I needed to him for him to be there even though I knew he wasn't going to be. Yeah. And it's just like so again you're setting yourself up, you're self-sabotaging yourself. But Man, everyone is their own person. Even if you've got blood, you know, even family members, everyone's their own individual person. And heaps of people really struggle with that concept and get scared by that concept because yeah. they think they, they think, oh, I'm on my own. We kind of are on our own. It doesn't mean we have to be. We've obviously got people around us, support systems, family and things like that. But we are our own person. You just need to accept um, that people will do what they want to do yeah. when it suits them. Yeah. And you can't let it affect you your emotions your emotions are too valuable man your energy is too valuable to just let something silly sort of you know sort of alter your emotions or you know cause some sort of negative effect or something like that man so the other thing and i guess it's come from like um my experience with mum being you know a paranoid schizophrenic um my whole life um is my understanding of how fragile the human mind is. Yeah. And in one way, it's just the most fragile, you know, malleable thing. But in other ways, it's the most powerful so strong, thing. It's yeah. so strong, man. So, but it's like, um, you know how I was talking about sort of like those neural pathways. I, I, I love it, man. I love talking about it because I think, you know, we need to understand it more. Yeah. We actually don't understand it no, greatly. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, the more we have the negative emotions, the more that, that we let them affect us, 
and the if we have a negative reaction to situations we we build those neural pathways and um i don't want to build those ones for myself man yeah you know what i mean like they can stay detached i'm just building positive ones you know because when you think about it when you think about mental illness or you think of depression and all anxiety and all these sorts of things they're just neural pathways trained responses yes man they're trained responses exactly correct and they've happened so many times and you've let them happen so many times what's it called your dmn default mode network something like that man yeah yeah yeah. because there's some stuff um with uh like uh psilocybin therapy where that um, you get people that microdose mushrooms. Yes. Have you ever done mushrooms? Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, Sorry. That's right. We, we talk about a lot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so people that microdose mushrooms is actually, um, it, it can alter your DMN. Yes. So like if you do it consistently, it's like half a gram of mushrooms. Yep. So like you're really not going to experience any like kind of psychoactive effects on it. Yep. Like th- I had a week where I was doing microdosing yep. just to see how it sort of felt. And um, it was just like music sounded good. Yep. Like I, I distinctly remember driving past uh, Dreamworld. Yep. And I was just like, I was like, fuck, it's so rad. Like, you know, I've driven past there a hundred times. I just didn't care. But like, so there was like this positivity and there was like my default response to that would be something different. So it's like, I could sort of see how people that, and I wouldn't say I'm a negative person or I wouldn't, I I don't think I'm the kind of person that I guess saying needs that is a bad term. I think everyone needs to do, always be looking, you know, and building on themselves but yep. I, I don't think i'm in a space where i'm like searching for something like i need to figure something out it's more of just a constant little work in yep. progress but i could see how if you were in like a negative headspace and you were struggling to uh retrain those that default response of your brain where if you did something like that then you really would start to like retrain just your natural reactions yep. like how many times are you like you know an ad comes on at a point of a um of a TV show and then you, you get someone that you watch and go fucking ads mm-hmm. you know what I mean like 100%. that's just a yeah. that's just a default re- like you really you don't even think about saying that yep. and they're the things that you know you can get those really negative patterns and negative responses that you know turn you into like a negative person or a Correct. sad person or a yep. happy person it's just you don't even think about it yep. and, and I think that there was times where and I think it's because of the shit that I went through in America where like I just don't I'm just like eh, it's all good yeah no worries and you know one of my mates is saying like fuck it's so sick that you like you'll go into debt to build this studio and just back yourself I'm like I just don't even think about it anymore yeah I literally just do it yeah there's just a I don't know I feel like it's gonna work out yeah and you go with it but it's like over time it's like it just becomes like a callus almost yep. where it's like you don't flinch at certain things that at the start of this whole journey you probably did flinch at like oh yep. it's gonna cost this much or yep just you just over and over you just train yourself and i think that positivity's uh you know an example like you can Underrated. be you can be a like you can be a negative person that just starts to see on the bright side and yeah you know th- that's literally like you look on the bright side that Absolutely. is a thing there's a dark side of the bright side it's yep. positive and negative for sure and it's like over time it just becomes this you know default thing that you just go to yep and people don't understand people might not realize what their default is because it's their default yeah it's 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 almost like invisible to them and um i encourage a lot man if if there's anything that i post on like instagram and stuff um it's usually about that sort of stuff it's usually about self-reflection and understanding yourself a bit better because 
lot of the times people don't realize why they're in a certain situation. It's just because their default's fucked. Yeah. And it's just like they can't see it themselves. And it's just like you just need to do some more self-reflection and understand where you're at. Um, but the biggest key for all of it is you can change. Oh, and heaps dude. of people are like, oh, if you're over 30, if you're over 50, if you're over this, you can't change. Man, like science says you can change. Yeah. Like you can change. But the question I have and what I'm curious about because I haven't done enough scientific research is like to what point does it get burned in there where it can't change? And is that, you know, um, you know, I go relate it back to like my mum's situation where she was severely paranoid schizophrenic, like as in like the doctors are saying like it's the worst case they've ever sort of seen really yeah man what was it like living in the house like that was it a case where you just didn't really know anything else um no man i knew yeah i knew i don't know why i knew um really interesting like from a young age i knew she was different from a young from a young age man um and for some reason i was never embarrassed about it which is weird maybe i was maybe my dad or grandparents would tell a different story but i as far as i can can remember I was never embarrassed. You know, she'd always come to my school. She'd think, you know, people are coming into the house and stabbing me with needles and, um, you know, she'd change the lock every single week and all sorts of things. If you've seen A Beautiful Mind with Russell Crowe yeah. and if you've seen like how he's just got newspapers all over the walls. Yeah, yeah man, that was my mum. <laughs> amazing. Incredible. Like it's it's amazing There's to think about that it. Is- it like, well, there is something beautiful about a mind like yeah. that where it's, it's unfortunately it does lead to that kind of the same end result that you know, yeah, your mum found that like so my sister's best friend growing up her mum had like bipolar schizophrenic yep. and she ended up killing herself as well yep. and it's I just there's it, oh, man it must just be like a prison to live in and, and you, like I'm sure your mum knew that she wasn't normal or that there wasn't there was different stuff going on it'd be so hard to like live with that when you know, you'd want to be normal, right? Super tough, man. Super tough. And I'll never know what these people experience. Um, my mum was actually the, you know, the Puberty Blues? Have you mm, seen the yeah, show yeah, Puberty yeah, Blues? Yeah. So she was one of the main actors in the original Puberty Blues really? film. Yeah. No so, shit. Yeah. So um, she she actually had a, a really promising sort of like acting career and um, she was becoming a really popular star and things like that. And it all became a bit too much for her. Got into drugs, got into this, got into that. Uh you know, um, sort of growing up and trying to fit in in this sort of culture. She's come from a different place. She didn't even know English when she was growing yeah, up. Yeah, okay. All sorts of things have contributed to what it is. But um, yeah, man, it's, it's really interesting. I don't know what she would have felt. At the end, she started to take medication, which zonked her out, made her feel like shit, but sort of made her a somewhat of a normal person um, and realize it. But it wasn't until she actually read an article on the internet because she finally got a job after 30 years or something like really? that yeah man and um it was at a new south wales tafe and she was working on the computer and she read this article that said or she read a forum and it said like the only way to cure schizophrenia is to kill yourself oh, fuck. and she read that literally and um she told told us that and man we, we were How old were you? prepared for it it was seven days before my 20th birthday uh. yeah so it was a super uh, man it's it's just the way my life's gone right so it's like when you say like how, what was it like growing up in that it was yeah it was what I knew um, it was all I knew but I'm really grateful for that because I am who I am I'm em- empathetic towards people who have mm. you know mental instabilities or um, just that people have problems and can't necessarily control themselves and things like that um, and 
yeah, man, I, it's an interesting, it, it's made me interested in the mind more. Yeah. You know, and I think, you know, the mind is what controls us and what controls our future and our habits. And so, man, we should learn more about our minds, bro. You yeah. know, like learn more about what's going on in here because that's what controls everything, right? It well, controls your destiny. It's um, it's funny. So I was the guy that I was having coffee with before yep. we started this. So he was a paraplegic and he can walk again. He's, he's still handicapped yep. um, and struggles to walk. He's got a walking stick and that. But from where he was, it's like insane. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we had a guy, Brad Smiley, on the podcast who's a complete quadriplegic from the neck down. Yep. And... Um, and his biggest thing like was that he's like man i used to wakeboard i used to work out like i had a thing where as soon as i started feeling shit i didn't want to feel in my mind i would go and exercise and i would like i had i had an outlet yeah and then it got my mind off it then i come back and i was refreshed Mm -hmm. and he's like now i have nothing yeah i get those feelings of angst and anxiety and frustration and anger and i can't do it Mm -hmm. and he's like and i have had to figure out away over years of being stuck in my like his body's not a thing anymore Mm -hmm. you know it doesn't work yeah and all he's got is his is his brain and man i'm so like he's a guy that is still you know i see his shit on instagram every single day and every day i look at it i'm grateful that he is able to like teach Mm -hmm. people those lessons of like how important it is and to you know figure out in your mind yeah. and like can you imagine being stuck in a place where like you can't even kill yourself yeah dude how fucking inspiring is that you know obviously yeah that's that's insane you know and like he would have i'm sure mm-hmm. there was times when he said he wanted to mm-hmm. and woody same thing when he was paraplegic he said he was bullying his mum, mm-hmm. like bullying her yeah into killing him yeah wow he was like you're a fucking bitch you know for yeah. not killing me but like dude you know that sort of like bullying shit yeah. and it's just like jesus dude like yeah imagine that to oh, just be man. you know locked into locked into your brain with no physical outlet Dude, and that's it's like but it must be something similar to people that have like schizophrenia or bipolar where they they don't have uh a, a, a way out of that yeah that's just how their brain is and mm-hmm. they'd know that that's not how it's supposed to be for sure and i'm sure you know and it I think what you said like empathy empathy yep. is what everybody should have yeah like that should be the most uh, practiced virtue mm-hmm. of every human every day you know I, I, I worry because there's a lot of people out there who grow up in great families or they have the support network that they you know other people don't have and they don't go through any issues and they don't build or develop empathy yeah as a result and so fuck man it's really hard because I don't want to say it but I almost feel like to become a bit more of a complete person or to build develop empathy and all those sorts of things you kind of need to go through a bit of hardship fucking oath you do suffering is just like you know necessary for growth and for success well there's a a certain amount of heat and pressure that you need on sand to make diamonds i mean and at the end of the day it's just like yeah cool you know um you look um you look at people like us you look at people like gary v you look at all people you know, who are extremely successful and from the outside, it looks all fantastic. But I fucking tell you, man, I'll pull that phone up. Every single thing I deal with in a day is fires. Every single thing I deal with at this stage in my life um, and business. There's nothing nice that I deal with. Really, honestly, that's the honest truth. It's a process. That's the honest truth, man. It's what you have to go through. Fuck yeah. And and that's what it is. And people don't realize it. So like, you need to be, you need to learn how to to live in the fire, man, because that's what it is. That's what you, what it, 
what you need to get to yeah. the top. And you were talking before about like, um, when we were talking about reverse engineering, I'll give you a good example that, of reverse engineering. It's a good concept. Like I really like that. I like the way that you said that, um, that's why I was interested because I sort of like had an idea. I was like, but I would like to, you know, hear exactly how you applied it. But it's like, if you, you know, so if like combat was like the end goal, mm-hmm. it's like, you know, you were smart enough to know that if you just went for that straight away, it'd fall over. Yeah. So it's like you needed this, this foundation underneath you yeah. and it was going to, you know, you were going to have to take, like how long did it take from hype group or the first athletic agencies to then combat? Um, it's taken almost just over five years so that's like yeah. that's like that patience that Huge long man. game is like you you know you take a five-year hit mm-hmm. for the thing that you actually want to do yeah before you get there and it's like that's maturity mm-hmm. that's wisdom mm-hmm. and you know then it's like that five years is a long fucking time a long time to, but then it's you know, not want something but yeah. and then it, but it's gone like yeah. that as well and you need to learn how to adjust that's a really important thing too and accept that you might have goals and you're moving in a particular direction but things will change and, and, and zig and zag, man, because combat in itself is not the business, the product business that I thought was going to be at the end. Yeah. I thought a clothing-based business might be at the end and, and bits and pieces. It's it's when you meet other people along the journey or you learn other things and have and other experiences. Of course, man. And then it's just like those have influences. So um, when it comes to like the agency, um, we specialize in like... Um, uh, marketing for products in the health and wellness industry so the main products that we look after are sports nutrition products um you know health and wellness products beauty products and all those sorts of things and um my business partner came on board uh over a year ago and um cell is was in product development for over 10 years and um it just so happened that our forces combined and with our experiences combined it made sense and our martial arts passion and things like that that this was the, the end product yeah, yeah. and it's like um, and we talk about reverse engineering too it's like um, if you want to be successful man just look at and follow people who you admire who are successful and, and are in a position that you want to get to and then just look at what they do research how they got there and take the steps that they took yeah. it, the fucking book is there man yeah. like my legal textbook that I was t- telling you about with all of the fucking answers in it yeah. man it's in this podcast it's in you know podcasts out there it's in like you know ebooks it's in freaking you know instagram quotes yeah it's like you were saying before as well like we're so sort of like immune to really sort of consuming the 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 real value or essence of like what what the message is on instagram like you see a quote and you read it and you just keep scrolling and stuff like that but man if you think about it those quotes have been developed or derived from people who have experienced and everything and got to the height yeah, of their they industry didn't get and that by just like nah, looking man. at everyone else's shit on instagram nah. and going bang i've got it dude those words have come from a yes, mind that has experienced that fire, yeah. exactly yeah it's not just something that you know you can't come up with those words unless you've had certain experiences yeah. so it's just like that's reverse engineering man that's what i did and then you look at it from more of a practical position when we look at combat we're like cool this is where we want to get to how much is it going to cost? Let's do our research. How much yeah. is the manufacturing cost? How much marketing costs? How much is this and how much is that? And that's what a business plan's for and marketing plan and financial plans. And you break it down and make it a real thing. Yeah. So when you're talking about your partner with the hairdressing business, it's like how much do you now need to, to make in order yeah. to survive on a week? And what do you need to do to get there? Break it all down, man. And you can get there. Oh, it's just like, yeah, you just follow sure. the plan. And, and it's just like, 
you just have to be okay with you have to be comfortable being uncomfortable 100% because you just can't have both like both yep. doesn't exist yep. and the people that have anything worth having are the ones that were comfortable not having it yep. for a really long time definitely and you know now and it becomes these like wins that you get every time you go through like you know the power going off and yep. like dog sitting and keeping the dog food in a fucking esky yeah it's like every time when the lights come back on yep. you feel amazing yeah and it's like those small wins where it's like you know what fuck it like that it can't i can't be stopped yeah you know 100%. i got through that and it it's, feels low when you're there yeah but it's like you should feel low mm-hmm. you, sh- you need to feel low definitely like you know there was no one there was no one there to protect me no one to pat me on the back no one to like you know fucking modicoddle yeah and it's gonna be okay. like you just you get through it you yep. ride that wave of emotion and you frustration and you think that fuck this sucks and halfway across the world and fucking and yep. never gonna make it and then you you get through it and then you're like oh it wasn't that bad 100 percent, man it was like one of the best things that happened to you like oh for sure i remember there's so much stuff you know what is crazy too and it's a real testament to this kind of stuff I have done some ridiculously cool shit that I've completely forgotten about. Yeah. That I have to get fully reminded, like a trip to Norway, forgot about it. Yeah. Yeah. It was cool as fuck, but I'll never forget, you know, the time when my hot water and electricity went out and I was dog sitting and I was fucking, you know, I'll never forget that. And what does that say about that experience? Yeah. That it's powerful, that it means something. Yeah. And it's like, you, you know, there's, there's so many times, like I get, I got a call from a dude that I forgot about the other day. Yep. I really liked the guy. Yeah. You know, I forgot about it. I forgot <laughs> yeah. about a whole trip that we were on. Yep. And it was just like, gee, oh, fuck, that's, I felt bad. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, that's sort of, it just, I guess, goes to show like what is real yep. and what's the stuff that shapes your character. Yep. The stuff that shapes your character and gets you to this end point of, not end point, but the current point of where you're at. Ah, mm-hmm. it's more so about the the shit that you could endure yep. more than the the good times definitely you know and i think that it's just so important for people to realize that when you go through like when when you get faced with a hardship and nowadays i look for that stuff i look to be tested because i'm like fuck this is i know what's on the other side of this now but the problem is and i think you know what you alluded to before people that have like fairly safe and uh protected upbringings they don't face something until like later in life Mm -hmm. you know to like 27 to you know 30 35 or they get a divorce and that's like the first thing that and it fucks their life just rocks them to their core Mm -hmm. and it's like i think that you know it is important to put yourself out there it is important to fail fail young fail early you know like have it happen to where it's like you go through it and and now like I feel like I do look forward to the the challenging parts of life. I'm like, fuck, yeah, let's do it. We'll just, we'll get through it. And you know that on the other side, there's going to be something good. But the thing, and that's why I like talking about this stuff as yep. well, because there might be people that they haven't hit that hard thing yet, or they're just hitting it now. Mm-hmm. It's like, you've just got to get through it once. Yep. And then you get through it again, and then you get through it again, and then you get comfortable being there. And when, you, when you're in a place of like, when you can be, comfortable being uncomfortable and going without the fancy cars yep. and the haircuts and the gym membership like mm-hmm. you you can really fucking live yep. man you know you're not 100%. tied down by shit you can move you can jump on things quickly you can 
you know, like Definitely. you can re- you can start to make your own, your own moves. That, you have to be like that if you want success, even little success. Yeah. And it's like, um, I don't want to say this because I don't want to, I know people take shit so literally and, um, you know, take it out of context, but I, I completely agree with you. I think it can be a curse when you've had a perfect life and you... Uh, 27, like you said, 27, 28, 29, 30, 35, and you hit your first problem and you just can't handle it. Yeah. It's like, you're so fucked. Yeah. Um, and, and it's because you haven't gone through any hardship. Yeah. So is it, so is the answer, you know, you should take some more risks and, and endure some more hardship. I don't know, man. I don't yeah. know what it is, but I know for sure that the more success I have is because of the more hardships I'm conquering yeah i mean i'll give you a practical example we opened six months ago we opened a, a cafe in burley oh yeah yeah oh, that's nutrition it. station so it's um just on the gold coast highway there yeah and um you know we were in a position in life and business and we we're like cool let's open a new business and do this and um man we were naive to to understanding what goes into running a cafe business we hadn't run a cafe hospitality like hospitality business before yeah um and uh, yeah, man, he, uh, it, it, it was hardship. It, it, it was literally, we were losing, you know, between three and five grand a week. Really? Yeah, man, for a long time. Yeah, it sucked. A long time. And it's just like, <laughs> and my partner was sitting there going, fuck, like, you know, come how on, we got to do bleed th- like this. Yeah, yeah. Okay. and I was sitting there going, this is awesome. Because yeah. I was just thinking, this is, the, this is it. Like this is the practical problem that I need to solve. And once I solve it, I'm just going to have more experience as a businessman, yeah. more experience in life and, and running this type of business. And if I didn't go through this, you know, I wouldn't have gone through all the experiences I could and I wouldn't be as good of a businessman yeah. as a result. And so it's like, I, I'm always searching, I, I, you know, you have to go through those situations. Yeah. And now we're not in that situation anymore, thank, thankfully, because we were able to, think above it not emotionally touch ourselves to it and make the calculations and the and the the calculated decisions to get ourselves and move move the pieces of the machine yeah. and the business to to get it to a position that we needed to but um yeah man people get you know so caught up in in that fire and they get burned and then they disappear you know and they they turn to coal but you can't you got to rise like a phoenix through yeah. that fire man if you you know and then you'll see the light and then you'll go through another issue and then you'll go through another issue because yeah. you keep growing. And the higher you grow, the more problems you have. That's just what it is. Well, I think that um, there's a... I'm the worst at for remembering where I Same read man. shit. Yeah. But like there was a there was something I was reading and it was like, you're never going to have less problems. You just got to choose to have problems that you want to solve. Great. You know, so like... And it's fucking true, man. Yep. Like it's so, so true. Like whenever shit comes up with the podcast like i love the podcast yep so i'll i want to figure out those problems but when problems come up with my car yep i just don't give a fuck same man like i don't give a yeah. f- i don't give a fuck yep. i like i popped my tire going into the gym the other day burst it put on my spare my spare i took off because it had a flat spot so i'm just driving around with a fucking flat spot it's like <laughs> ding, 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 ding. and i'm like i drive to the gym and then i drive home i was like i just don't give a fuck yeah like that's that's a you know it's a problem but it's a problem I just I just don't really care about. Yep. So it's like you just need to work your way towards all of your problems in your life being problems that you actually want to solve. I think that's a great because advice. Because there is 
there will always be problems yep. and you know like I got a mate where he's like had a problem with this and problem with, it was with the chick I think and I was like alright dude here's the thing if you don't want to be with this chick that's cool like I get it, it but that's got to be your reason <laughs> but if your reason is that there's just too many problems yeah. guaranteed as soon as you leave this chick the next chick you shack up with you're going to have problems 100% it's like just choose the problems like yep. this you're going to have them so is this chick that you want to be with the person that you want to solve these problems with or is she not because you can't leave because there's problems you leave because they're just you don't want to solve the problems with that particular person mm-hmm. then it's like you cannot avoid problems in your life and if you spend your life running from problems you're fucked dude that's a fucking awesome piece of advice I'm actually going to take that one I, I think about that all the time I, I, I think that's fantastic I think about it in relationships too um, exactly that way you know I've been with my partner for 15 years and um, I think you're completely right. I choose to want to go through the problems that we go through with her. Mm. And um, yeah, man, so many of our friends just go through partners and they just haven't, you know, taken on that philosophy. So that's a good lesson, man. Yeah. And put think that out there, eh? It makes so much sense. Like you can't avoid, like there's the same thing with this. Like there's problems every fucking day that come up with yeah. whether like, run out of hard drive space and yeah. then you don't have time to go to office works and yeah. or like you've got cards that you haven't you know yeah. it's like they're, they're little problems but it's like if I was at another job yep. there would be an, other problems of you know if I was working for someone else filming there'd yep. be their cards that aren't empty yeah. you know what I mean yeah. so it's just like you cannot escape problems in life definitely just work to build a life where you have more control over the problems and they're problems that, that you want to solve definitely you know and it's like there's just there is no like there is no easy there's no there's no such thing and and everyone's searching for it Mm. everyone's searching for it man everyone's searching for the easy way um i think it's a real real problem with with sort of our society at the moment and um back back in the day um i used to have bosses that used to talk about the you know the the what is it the y generation i don't even know what generation we are what are we it's fucking bullshit some generational bullshit yeah. millennials and all this sort of stuff yeah. and i used I think to I'm hate millennial. it i think i am too yeah i don't know i think yeah, I think, yeah. <laughs> that shows how much i care right? i think we just fit yeah we, we just, just fit. we're just in there well, i'm just in it so you guys yeah, yeah. for sure <laughs> yeah so and, and i used to hate it so much do you know what though bro um it's kind of true it's kind of fucking true yeah. <laughs> and i hate it because i just i just backed up the millennials so hard for so long bro i i i, I seriously did so yeah. what do we got here all right let's figure this out <laughs> generation x y and z because i know my parents are like baby boomers yeah yeah well that's too in-depth that one yeah, yeah that was full on yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did you did we find out about the victoria secret thing yeah we did yeah is that heavy yeah, well, basically... Was I way off? No, you're on to it. Like, he sold the company for one million. Yeah. And then it grew to obviously being over a billion dollar company. How, how long after? Oh, it was a few years after. But he reinvested in another business, My Child's Destiny, and filed for bankruptcy and then got divorced as well. Mm. Yeah, it sounds dog shit, so, My Child's Destiny. But basically, <laughs> what you've touched on as well, ultimately the story of Sadness and Triumph teaches us not to give up on dreams to... Persevere with desperate hardships. Yeah, it's pretty much a key to what you guys have been talking about. Mm. Isn't it funny that um crazy that he killed himself over? It's that crazy, man. I even listened to a couple of your podcasts. Obviously, wanted to listen to get the vibe, and it's funny how like um a lot of the time we always just go into a mindset chat. Yeah, don't you reckon? Like, it, it, like, do you find that with your podcasts when you have a guest? You I always like dive it, into. I like it. Yeah, yeah. So, some, so do I, man. Yeah. Like, but it's funny you said like you look into that stuff. Yeah. Like, 
and that's one of the things like that's like my stoner side coming out of me like I, because man like america was like a uh, a really crazy lesson for me because i was around really good people like really fucking smart people really successful people and then i was around all the people that wanted to be like them yeah and i tried i, I just felt like i was just like I didn't fit in like to either one. Like I couldn't say I was trying to be them. And I sort of hung around these guys. And one of the guys, um, he's one of the main dudes at Red Bull. Yep. And to this day, he's one of my best mates. I talk to him all the time. Yep. And um, he he would just talk about self-awareness. Yep. And you go through these phases in your life where I look at, I was not self-aware at all. Like I was just a fucking idiot. And like, I can look back at it now, but in the moment I, I, I had it all figured out. I knew blah, 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 you know? And then I was one of those people. And then when my mate would just like, you got to be self-aware, you got to audit yourself. You got to look at yourself. And, and that's one of the reasons I got like into weed. Yep. And that was that paranoia feeling, but it wasn't, it was just like the issues that you bury. We bury so many issues, yep. you know, into the subconscious. And so I started like, we'd go to these parties, right? And, and my mate would be like pointing out that dude's fucking this, this and this. And, you know, you see this image that they'd portray. Then he knew like what was really going on. And you just see under all of this sort of like the facade. And then you can see how the people interact with the world with just living through their ego mm-hmm. and with like no self-awareness. Yeah. And then it was, I don't know, like, and then I think I went through a period of time over there i went through a period of time where like i really didn't know who i was yep and i've always been really great at making friends and like hanging out and you know like i could go to i'd get invited to all the parties and everyone sort of wanted to be around and but i just i didn't really know who i was like in that period of time yeah and then i just got super into like yeah just like that whole self-awareness thing and like really looking at yourself like how do you talk to people how do you interact with people how do you make people feel yep you know when someone uh you know are you the kind of person that like people will message hey dude how you know what i mean like there's so many things that and it's like i think i went through a process of like not wanting anything yeah in a way Mm -hmm. and when you read into like buddhism like that's the true essence of uh, you know how Buddha became Buddha was that he let go of everything he had really no expectations yep. either way he had no want for highs or lows he just there, it was purely existence yep. and that's like a super extreme yep. version of it but I sort of I, I just got into this way of thinking of of like being really detached from everything mm-hmm. and being like you know because I, I think that you, you have consciousness mm-hmm you have your your mind and emotions and anger and suffering and happiness and they're not they're not you they're not your consciousness they're things that kind of pass through your consciousness like when you're angry you're just like that's just an emotion that's kind of passing through your consciousness Mm -hmm. you aren't anger you can't exist in in anger it's not it's not a part of you there's not this angry thing and then it kind of goes into the background and then you bring it up again you know like it's just these things that pass through so it's like i don't know i just try and be like this aware that all the things that go it's it's not you mm-hmm. it and you have more control over those emotions and stuff than what you think you do yeah like when you get super angry you like you can get so fucking lost in that anger yeah it's like all you are is anger at that moment mm-hmm. 
but it's no it's just you letting that thing take over you or when you are jealous that's that thing taking over you or when you have FOMO that's that emotion taking over you so it's just like I don't know trying to think more in terms of that that Buddhist type I think it's fantastic I think it's a fantastic reference I think that if you want to achieve any sort of influence level of leadership um, like uh, authentic leadership um, and like we talk about success you need to be able to control those things you need to be able to control those emotions or you know see what's a right response and a wrong response to protect your energy and your emotions because that's all you have yeah um i think it's really interesting how you're talking about you know if we talk about buddhism and stuff and it's sort of just like not wanting anything if i think about it because i was just trying to relate it to to myself because it's the easiest thing i can do um is like everyone's like oh why are you working so hard for what are you working so hard for get the get the house or the car or anything man i i honestly swear to god i don't know anyone that cares less about money than i do yeah i'm the exact same eh? man i could not care less about money it's nothing to do with that yeah but people struggle to understand that um because they think what are you trying to work towards yeah so much more to it it's like the work is what you do like that's why you do it you do it for the work yeah i've done it i've done it for the work I'm, i'm you know i'm I want to leave a positive impact. A lot of what I do is strategic in the fact that I want to leave a positive impact in my community and uh, that'll grow over time. I mean, I, you know, martial arts is a big part of my life. So I have a gym um, that I want, you know, the amount of people that you see go through that gym and develop confidence oh, and, yeah, look, insane, you, know, eh? you know, go through all that sort of stuff. And, you know, we, we have a healthy cafe because I want to pr- promote health. You know, we have a, a marketing agency because we want to help people start businesses doing things that they love doing yeah. and um the people we work with are businesses we believe in and um we have a you know sports nutrition brand that's local because we want to keep fighters on the mat and um we get really fucked up <laughs> so it's just like we need it and so like i, I want to create a, a positive influence on my local community and then scale that and if that's what you call legacy over a long period of time then sure that i guess that it's what it is um, it's only been in the last year that I've probably identified that um, in myself. Um, and uh, yeah, man, that's powerful. And now I'm just sort of charging towards that. Right? Money comes, man. Money comes yeah. when you just work. It's a byproduct. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't matter. Because when you when you have your issues and you're in your nice house, still issues. Well, you yeah, still feel problems, the same yeah, way. Problems are problems. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Like, cool. Nice house. Yeah, Yeah, we all want it we all want it but it's like and I think it like it's cool like there's you know there's houses in this street even where I'm like I'd love to live in a house like that you know (laughs) it's like but again it's like why I want that house is because like my mate today I just rode my bike like he called me and I was here and he's like oh I'm at this the pantry or whatever cafe and I was like okay I'll see you in a sec and then I like rock up on my bike literally three minutes later and he's like what the fuck where are you where were you? I was like, I was at my house. Yeah. Like, that's why I want that house. Yeah. You know, I don't want that house for any material thing. Like, I want to be able to ride my bike to get a coffee. Yeah. Like, yesterday. And, like, yesterday was a sick day of, like, a little mini milestone in life almost. Or, like, not a milestone. Like, I just had, like, a reflective moment where I was my mate. He's actually my next door neighbor. We've been surfing. He's like, oh, I wonder what the wave's doing. And I just was like, I'm just going to go check. And I got the car and I drove down. It was a minute. And like, so when I first started surfing was, I lived in Temecula, which was like an hour from the beach yep. in California. Yep. And um, so then 
I started surfing by driving an hour every morning at 5am we'd surf before work and then we'd, we'd drive to back to work so it was like a two and a half hour ordeal mm-hmm. the waves are shit you still surfed yeah. and that you just took what you got it just didn't matter and uh, I always was like oh I'd be so sick to like live on the beach and just be able to check the waves and if they sucked don't go yep go back <laughs> home and then wait till they're good again yeah. and yesterday was one of those days where you know James was like oh what's a wonder what the waves are doing I was like I'll just go check drove down there I just stood there and just looked at the waves for a bit and I should have surfed uh, it ended up getting a little windy yep. I was like ah the tide's like kind of low like it's working but you know I think yeah. it's going to get good in like the next hour wind come up but it was just like to to stand there and like that was a thing that wasn't really a goal it wasn't a thing I wrote down but it's like I just fucking kept on trucking and then eventually I got that thing where I could just go it's check just such a surf. privilege to yeah, do that yeah and then I would text my mate that I lived with in America he still lives over there yep and um, I just sent him a photo. And I was like, "Dude, you remember when we were like drive to Oceanside? I was like, I just can't. The waves look pretty good, but like I reckon they'll be better later. So yeah. I'm, I'm going. Dude, that's awesome. But and it's like that's what you know. It's that's the reason for wanting to have a house here. Yep. You know, it's not. There's there's literally no other reason. Like I just want to be able to do that. And sure. that seems like such a small, insignificant thing. But it's like that to me is like that's a pure thing. Yep. There's no. There's no ego in that there's yep. no uh i'm not it's not an image yep. that i want someone to work like that's solely for me yeah and my time of like i just want to be able to go to the beach and surf and then come back I'm not going to be a pro surfer i don't want any i don't want anything out of it yeah you know and i think that they're like the things that if you're going to chase something identify something you know what like you said it's like like the protein thing it's like i we get fucked up we train a lot like <laughs> that's a you know there's a pureness in yeah, that yeah and it's like and then you know like ah oh, this is what you'd need and it, it comes out of like a yeah you know something that is like quite pure yeah and it's like i think that's really that's really what i've been going towards like my and you know with money with this the podcast like i want to be able to pay mick a full-time wage yep. like he doesn't get that yep. at all yeah so it's like that is like a motivation. But to me, that feels like a pure motivation. That's a fucking great goal. You That's know? awesome, man. So it's I want to like, see Mick get paid. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's start a kickstart. Kick <laughs> <laughs> let's get our fun mixed later. No, but you know, it's like, um, that it, it's just like those, those pure things. And I think like, you've got to know yourself. Mm-hmm. You can't make a, you can't make like a goal of, of having this pure thing yeah. uh without really knowing yourself first 100 percent. and yeah. i think that that's where like if you look at like money hot girlfriend um fucking partying or if you're single getting like hot chicks and you know like you, how many people you know that like read the game and then they go out and fucking yeah do the game it's like yeah. fuck bro you don't know you know you don't you don't even know who you are yeah like you're literally parroting something from a book that you read it's like you you should endeavor to figure yourself out 100 and then have a person that wants to be with you mm-hmm. because you know yourself yep so it's like but it's so easy to go towards those goals they're so obvious they're so in front of you mm-hmm. but that goal of me like wanting to just go check the surf yeah that that was six years ago yeah to yesterday i had that epiphany and i was like ah i just did the thing that i said i wanted to do six years ago dude that's a fucking awesome goal and i think it's like you know that's why travel's good because people you know you can go and experience other cultures who might not have as much and then you look at you know how privileged you are and and those sorts of things but yeah man what you were talking about before as well is just like yeah knowing who you are and what you're really trying to achieve is so powerful 
and people they don't get all the answers you know you'll look at someone who's successful but you don't really know how successful they are or what they've gone through in this kind of digital age and you know hype groups are great business um but for the first three years i did not pay myself a single cent yeah from that business not a single cent but i had six employees at that time and um i was so happy man i had mm. my friends involved and i was paying them a wage and i was able to pay the money to uh build this business that i was passionate about and and I'll tell you what, man, to be honest, like the first time that I was able to pay myself was fucking pretty amazing. Mm. And then, you know, to I'll never take for granted the fact that I can now pay myself from a business that mm. I've been able to create. Um, but yeah, man, it's, yeah, it's funny. Pe- people just want to, you know, build a business to get money quickly and buy the house and do all these sorts of things. But um, yeah, man, that's actually not how it works. No. You know, you won't get there if that's you Dude, know, the I've mentality. Still, I've still never paid myself a wage ever. Dude. I live off, I've got my, like my business account Yep. and I just live off that Yep. and I don't, I don't buy shit, Yeah. you know, like I don't, I don't buy clothes. I yep. luckily I get like clothes and shit for free, yeah. but like there's a ton of cool shit that I like to buy. Yeah. There's so much stuff that yep. I would like to have. I just, you just go without doing man, it. You and it's like you fucking have to, man. It's but the- you just, ex- you know, you, you can, it's easier to like exist out of a business. Yep. But in terms of like paying a wage out of a business, yep. it's a massive step. It's and huge, I've never, bro. like I've never done that. Yeah. It's crazy. It's, it's, it's pretty crazy, man. Um, it's pretty crazy. And, um, yeah, when, like when we're doing that now, I don't take that for granted at all, man. It's huge. It's huge. Um, but it's one of those things too, man. When, like when you have staff too, and you'll realize that you're pulling, money out of your own pocket really yeah yeah because it's like your connections your hustle over all of these years to build this and and your networks who are coming in and now paying you and sponsors who you've built connections with who are paying you that's money that you've mm. brought in man like you've fucking hunted for that shit and um when you have to give that to another person man uh, that's a real privilege to be able yeah. to um work for someone and get a wage we fucking take that shit for granted. Yeah, that's cool you said that. Oh, that's a really cool way of putting it. Dude, that. you know what, man? Because it's the truth. Like that, you know, we don't talk about it enough because it's just like, oh, everyone thinks like when you the, work the for man. a business. Yeah. yeah, you work for the man. Yeah. There's, you know, money is endless and all these sorts of things. Like, My staff wouldn't have a clue some of the shit that I've had to go through on weeks to hustle to make sure that they got their wage. But they've mm. always got their wage on time, their, their, their cash on time. And it's just like, people take that for granted man they take for granted that you know yeah like i'm gonna have a lazy day you know i'm not gonna i'm not gonna there's no output today and you know i don't give a fuck and i'm just gonna go on holidays and use my annual leave and you know i don't care that you need to hire another staff member and pay me at the same time to do the job that i should be doing but man all that shit like no one thinks about that that comes out of you know like your pocket that sounds terrible right that's true but but for a business owner you know, I, I don't blame them or I can relate to them for having that sort of mindset. So like you want people to appreciate and respect the privilege that they've got a job and that, you know, you've trusted them that they're, you know, special and you're giving them money to, to be able to do this rather than paying yourself because yeah. you want the business to grow. Um, but we've all been in that situation where you're working for someone and you're just like, ah, fuck just this job. Yeah, yeah, man, dude, this is like, and, and and the cafe has been an awesome like an awesome experience for me because it's just like it's another level of that you know with the agency I've got fucking amazing staff who are career driven and they yeah. can see potential they want to grow the business 
but you have when you have a cafe business it's just like there's this like transient nature of staff and people will just disappear yeah someone will be hung over the chef won't come in and it's just like what the fuck you know i've just put all this fucking money into this beautiful cafe and tried to create this great environment and people don't give a fuck yeah so it's just like um man it's 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 really interesting sort of growing business as you know man and hiring staff and things like that and just seeing how the world works and seeing what people's expectations are of how shit works yeah i didn't know how business worked until i got into it i didn't realize until i made the sacrifices the risked and risks and man how's tax fucking tax is hectic yeah like you can literally run a business make a million dollars and still have tax to pay after that and you're like how does that even work like you really need to be smart and, and there's so much to business that people don't give credit for. Um, this shit's hard, man. Having a successful business, businesses is fucking really hard and people take that for granted. So it's, and that's another like way to easily get caught up in emotions and think like, oh, why, why aren't you respecting your position here and doing all those sorts of things? It's easy to get emotionally caught up in that. Yeah. But you need to put yourself in other people's shoes and, you know, they're here to get a job and to, to live the life they want to live and go and have their holidays and do that sort of stuff. And, you know, they're, they're here for a different reason f- from you as the business owner. So that's, a, that was, that's been another experience that I've learned over the years. It's like just, um, again, having that empathy for, you know, that person's here for a particular reason. It might not be the same yeah. reason I'm here for, um, but I still just got to keep going with, you know, my mission and, and provide the best sort of like environment that I can do the best I can yeah. be the best person I can and whatever happens happens and if they choose to leave that's out of my control and all yeah. those principles man yeah. they all start to come in you know and start to work and um, yeah man life life and business is fucking not easy do you do you think like so you know you are saying I guess we got into that tangent because we're saying like this pod we always sort of go into like mindset and stuff like mm. that do you think about it do you go more into like the scientific side of like you know the chemicals in the stuff that you have going on your brain and you know the different pathways or do you look more at like a spiritual side or like or do you just sort of you know go into everything and like what when did you really start thinking about that kind of stuff interesting i've always thought about it um, do you think that come from like your mum and for sure yeah, man definitely yeah. has to work trying to like get a bit of a reason as to why everything definitely was the way it was. Yep. yeah yeah definitely um, and just how it all worked. And um, I think maybe I was probably a bit more spiritual focused for the majority of my life and um, believing in, you know, energy and all that sort of stuff. I'm really, really big on vibes, man. Like if I walk into a party and I'm not feeling the vibes, I'm out of there. Yeah. I'm one of those people who kind of like walks in and, and and I can have dinner with someone and I can leave and I can be exhausted because they've just kind of zapped me of my energy. Yeah. Um, and then I be with other people and they lift my energy you're lifting my energy today it's just well, like that, that's definitely like that's what i got when i met you at the gym yeah and i was just su- like there was a super positive and then like i'm big on that and i don't think you meet people that often that will like pump you up yep. and make you feel better for just being there yeah and I, that's what i was like damn that's like that's really the reason i was like oh yep got to get this dude in to, dude, to talk you know that, that means more to me than you can imagine a little secret sort of like um rule I have for myself that I would never say out loud but I'm saying out loud now is that like I want people to feel better when I'm there yeah than when I'm not there that I think that's a good sort of like um sort of thing to strive for is like make people feel really good when you're around and you know um make them feel more powerful make them feel more confident make them feel more special um you know I went through some uh business breaks breakups and um 
partnership breakups and um, um, Big Aaron, my partner in um, Apex, who, no, you didn't meet him, no, may, may not have met him on that night. That. He said something to me that will stick with me forever. And um, I'm talking about myself now, which I don't like to do, but he said um, something that was really powerful. And he said, um, like, my light shines on people's insecurities. And um, it sort of like exposes people's insecurities because I am cool with myself and I'll just go in and make people feel good and stuff like that. And a lot of people like can't, don't know how to deal with that. Yeah. And so that, you know, it exposes a lot of people's insecurities. And I thought that was really like, fuck man, that was a really interesting Way sort of you, yeah. observation. And, um, and so I take that power um, I respect that power that I might yeah. have and so I want to put it to good use I always I always want people to lift people up man I always want you know um, the people around me to be better um, I've always been driven that way like um, anyone who's around me will succeed more always man like I can give you a million examples but it's just like gloating it's just like I'm always trying to lift everyone up because yeah. it, because the whole world is putting you down yeah, the whole fucking world is putting you well, down. I just man. think that people need to understand that the world doesn't give a fuck. No, nah. like th- I had a moment. I t- spoke about a bunch on here, but I almost fell out of a helicopter in Alaska. Wow. Yeah, and I was filming, and we were filming <laughs> over this glacier, and um, I wasn't carabined to the, to the helicopter. I'm standing on the skids of this fucking thing, and the chopper's banked, and I've almost fallen out. And I grabbed it, and I had like a fucking red and everything. And then I was just like, oh, shit. All right, well, that's what near-death experience is like. <laughs> Holy shit. And it was like, it was so heavy. But the the, the thing that is like burned into my brain is that um, there's like a... Uh, oh, can you go on my personal Instagram, Mick, and try it? It'll be like oh, ages away, but I just want to show Miles the, the glacier. Have I ever showed you the pic of it? Nah. So like, it's, it's fucking eerie, dude. Like, so um, the... You'll see like the image. And anyway, so it's like, it was this glacier and I've almost fallen out and I went like completely just hot yep. like it was minus 30 fucking something degrees and I was the coldest I've ever been in my life and then I was the hottest I've ever been in my life Wow! and I fucking threw I go, took my goggles and my beanie off and I threw them in the back at one of my buddies for Red Bull and I was just like fuck and he's like God, what but I didn't want to say anything because I hadn't like I hadn't gotten back in the helicopter yet so I like <laughs> threw all my shit off got back in the helicopter clipped it up and I was just like Phew. And I just remember staring down at this glacier and um, it'll be way down and find it. And I, I just rem- I just remember thinking like, the world doesn't give a fuck. Like if I <laughs> fell in that glacier, I'm like nine hours north of Anchorage, Alaska. Yeah. Around um, here? Yeah. Right up there. That, that one there. Yep. Nah, next one over. Yep. So like, this is where I was when I died, basically when I almost died. So we flew right over that. And yeah. I think I wrote Life's a Trip. Yeah, because I was just like, yeah, I almost died. And, uh, but I'm flying over that. And like, it was either, it was like a handrail away from like not being wow. there anymore. But that glacier wouldn't give a fuck. Yeah. Like, it wouldn't have mattered, man, no. to, to like the world. It wouldn't have mattered to like my friends and my family. Yeah. The world keeps turning. And I think that if you've got an expectation, again, expectations. If you've got an expectation that the world should care. Yeah or that the world owes you anything or that it's not like, I don't even think that the world's trying to beat you down. Yep. I just think it's a hard place to exist. Absolutely. And it's like, it just doesn't care. Dude. And if you're wrapped up thinking that the world owes you something yep. or that it should care or it's being mean to you or it's singling you out yep. or this always happens to you. It's like, you are no, so you're fucked. a fucking loser. <laughs> you're a loser. Yeah. If you think like that, because the reality is the world don't give a fuck. Yep. It doesn't care. You care. Have you but, seen the series One Strange Rock yet? Oh, With Will dude. Smith? 
Oh, no, I've started watch. I've watched like two episodes of it. I think it's with Will Smith. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The first one's about the astronauts, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, that one astronaut was annoying the shit out of me. Oh, really? Well, who's the guy? I'm like... He's, he's like the dude that would be like, hey, I'm an astronaut. Yeah. He was like the vegan version yeah, of gotcha, an astronaut. Gotcha. Yeah, and yeah. like everything he said was like, when I was in space, yeah. back when I, and I'm like, bro, we get it. Yeah. You're on the show because you're yeah. an astronaut. But yeah, I've seen one episode of that. Dude, keep watching it. It goes into, you know, one of those like spastic sort of um, explanations of how small we are in the world. And yeah, that's it, it pulls out, it, it, it basically shows uh, how much we know as to how big the cosmos is and the cosmos is the furthest that we know about existence. Yeah. And it, it, it basically has this image of earth and then it pulls out and it shows like the Milky way and the yeah. solar system <laughs> keeps pulling out to the universe and it pulls out to the millions of universes. Then it pulls out, pulls out, pulls out and you're like, holy shit. Yeah. And we're sitting here complaining about fucking that water being hot or yeah. You know, some shit. It's just like, yo, man, like you were saying, we are so fucking minuscule in oh, this dude. whole thing we call life. Yeah. And it's just like, dude, just give me a break, you know? Like, yeah. Oh, no, I Problems totally ain't agree. problems, man. Yeah. Like, I totally agree. Yeah. It's, it's so weird, though, because, like, how do you navigate the, the, um, you have to think you're significant. Yep. Enough to, like, take a step forward. Yep. But then you also have to balance that insignificant, like you're, you have to like manage your insignificance in like the grand scheme of things. Yep. So it's like, there is this constant, um, you need to have humility. Yeah. There is like a, there, there is this disconnect between like the two things. And it's like, you're, it's almost like whatever you run towards, you run further away from. Yep. And it's, you know, there's so many of those things in, in life where if you get philosophical and if you really look at the universe and your place in the world, and, and again, it becomes to like that self-reflection thing, but yep. it's hard to like rationalize such a great disconnect. And we seem to just exist in this spectrum of like, these two poles that can never be together. Yep. Like you can never, they will never rationalize themselves. Yep. Like how small you are in terms of uh, the universe itself compared to how important you need to place yourself in the universe to get ahead in the universe. Yep. They will never get closer. Dude, life ever, is one you know? big conundrum, man. Yeah. It's one big fucking, you know, black and like it's one big gray space yeah but yet everyone tries to fit everything in a black and white space and they try and understand it we're not going to understand shit about this like yeah. it's not to be understood do you know what i mean like yeah. in a way i like to think of it that way it's just like so it's you know and then we get if we get a little bit more granular it's just like there's no such thing as a right or wrong man you know if we pull it down to yeah. to sort of like earth level it's just like there's no such thing as right or wrong. You just just navigate it, man, and just try and be a good person and yeah. stop <laughs> trying to like, yeah, get too serious about shit. But um, well, that's why that's why I always feel like it's like that that detachment sort mm. of mentality of like, eh, people take detachment good, too far bad. as it well. Just though. Is, you yeah, know? like because yeah. and yeah, I just try not to be like have my emotions attached to something or yeah. my identity. Like I think that's probably one of the biggest things that we're facing in society at the moment yep. is that people put their identity into a thing. Oh yeah. And it's like, you you know, whether it's like vegans, yep. you know, you see it with like CrossFit, yep. you see it with politics, yep. you see it with 
fucking Pe- Peter. Yep. All these things where it's like, it's just an idea. And there, have you read Sapiens yet? No. Oh, so I've been reading, I spoke about it a few times in here, but it's a, cra- it's like a book on sort of human history. Yep. But it's like even, um, like the, the human mind just has this like crazy way of, uh, bring, people can just share an idea and it be- can become like so powerful. Yep. To where it's like you'll die for that idea, you'll put someone in jail for the rest of their life for that idea. You know, like a parking fine. Mm-hmm. A parking fine doesn't exist. Correct. It's not a. It's not a thing. Yep. It's an idea. Yep. And it's a belief that enough people share that when I get one put on my window, yep, I'll pay it. Yep. Because then a judge believes that if I didn't pay that, then I'll get another fine on top yep. of it. And then if I keep going through that process, yep. that judge will just keep believing that he needs to do more and more it, it just escalates but the value a, of money it's yeah money is another you know Sorry. money is this idea that we all subscribe to yep and it, it works so it's like it's easy to get behind mm-hmm. religion that's an idea all these things are like ideas mm-hmm. and it's like even to like being a vegan that's just that's an idea that you believe in mm-hmm. there's not a, a vegan isn't a thing yep it's just an idea yep and it's like i just think that it's almost like we've got to this point that's so far gone. It's like the more we know, the less we know. Yep. And it's like, you know, you go back into, say, the medieval times and you had witches and you had dark magic and you had all these sicknesses you couldn't cure and they come from gods. And and it's like, that's a simple time. Mm-hmm. And it's like, now we know, oh, this comes from this, this. Comes. But it's like, it's just this rabbit hole. And it's like the, fir- the, the more we get into it and the more we learn it's like the the more we realize we don't know 100 percent. and then it's so now it's it just seems like people are are so like put off or jaded by the fact that we just really don't know anything yep. and it's like okay so we know everything but now we know nothing yep and i need to exist in this life i need something to cling to yep. i need a rock i need a pillar i need a crutch I need something because the more we figure out, the less I feel like I know. Definitely. And it's like that, I think that is this really weird place that we exist in now. That's a, that's a fucking cool, that's a cool thing to talk about. I love that you just brought that up and I agree with you, man. And you know, we were talking about before, it's just like, um, how far have I been like thinking about sort of um, mindset and, and the way the mind works and stuff like that. And I was saying how like, usually I was spiritual. Uh, lately I've, probably delved more into the science part of it because now I want to know a bit more. I'm, I've gone to the next level where I want to know a bit more. But the more you research, the more you realize you don't that we know. don't know much. Yeah. And then the same as that one strange rock. It's just like, cool, we know, you know, we have an idea of what the cosmos is and what the end of space is. But then it's just like recently, well, how long ago was it? It was like a month ago that we only got the first photos of a black hole that yeah, were actually yeah. real, but yeah. they were like digital sort of like renders yeah. of a whole bunch of data Can you look that, up, that showed what a black what the black hole looked yeah like, like it was a calculate well no because it, it was all done off calculations yes, previously correct yeah. and you know the image of a black hole was an idea that we made up and so it was there like it is. yeah yeah and, and and that's as far as we know but you know how, how we, we've heard a lot about black holes we've known what they are forever yeah but we actually don't know much yeah mm. and we haven't we've this is the first time we've like pulled some data together and we can sort of look see what it looks like it's just like we don't know shit bro yeah. and when and you know like my my um partner holly is a, a online coach a pharmacist incredibly intelligent uh 
human being and, and great at her job um, in helping women transform themselves through sort of um, nutrition. And um, the more I started sort of like follow her um, and, you know, learn by osmosis, I guess, or, or you know, um, about everything, all the information that's out there right now about nutrition mm. and stuff like that and the way the body works and all that sort of stuff. It's like, we only know so much, man. Nah, yeah, you just still... We still don't yeah. know much. We're still, we're still having these arguments, you know, about sugar and about alcohol and about all these things, but that's all been debunked and then something else is coming through and something else yeah. is coming through. It's just like, yeah, man, we're There's still learning. There's just too many variables, man. Yeah. Like I think that uh, that's like the, the struggle that I have with, again, it's like I don't take much supplements because yep. it's like, fuck, bro, like... I don't have time. Like, I don't know what to do. And yeah. it's like, the, you hear one thing, you do another thing. It's yep. like, then, it, you know, you hear like about sugar and about this. And yep. it's just like, man, I think that it's like, at some point, like, you just got to go with what sort of feels good in a way, right? 100%. But it's like, it, it just seems like it's this constant, like, rabbit hole of, like, just shit that is coming out new research and this and it's like oh, where do you put your energy you just need to find your own way and I use this analogy all the time with like jujitsu and something that we are, are really big on in our coaching style is is teaching more concept based yeah. now over te- uh, technique specific based um, say for example we will always learn how to do an arm bar which is basically you know um, hyperflexing someone's like elbow joint to the point that it breaks there's various ways that you can do it but you know, you'll go to one school and you'll go to another school and they'll say it's step one, step two, yeah. step three, step four. This is how you do an armbar. And you'll even go to a class and then you'll do an armbar and say that that's the wrong way to do it. But Did they you got to the end yeah. result. Yeah. So it's just like, what's the actual concept here? Um, there's no right or wrong. There's not a particular way of doing things. Sure, there's a concept that surrounds it and there's a result that you want to achieve. You just fill the gaps, man. Yeah. That, that's just That's just kind of like the way I live life too. It's just like, I know the kind of like outcome that I want. You know, I look at everyone's sort of roadmap or ladder of how they've gotten there and I just work out which one suits me and yeah, work it out myself. So, um, yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, the, the whole conceptual thing is, especially in Jiu-Jitsu like that, I look for concepts. I look yep. for, um, I, I personally like don't look to learn techniques. Yep. I try and understand concepts more so and i think that that helps me out and you you know you look at guys like kit dale like you yep. get a black belt in like five years or whatever Massive. doing it mostly off concepts yep um but i mean even like when I, i'll be training with uh people like intro people that come into the gym and yep. i really want i want as many people to stay in the gym as possible yep. you know and it's crazy like you'd see it as well like people that come in day one put on an intro gear and then you see him a year later and it's like, you're a fucking killer now, yeah, you know, like you're a savage, 100%. you're a totally different person. Yep. And you know, so you want to like foster that. And it's like, it's crazy that if you tell one, like, you know, you say something like, all right, someone's trying to pass your guard this way. If your knees are pointing towards them, yep. it's going to be much harder for them to pass than if your knees are pointing the other way. Yep. And it's like that one bit of, that's a concept. Yep. Or it's like, if you're on the bottom, always try and get an underhook. Yep. And again, it's like, then you can build your own, 100%. you know, through trial and error around that. But if you never know to even, what's to say that you even look for that yep. underhook for three, for sure. four months, Yep. you know? A lot of people as well, like they, they, they start to get to that level and then they start to like worry that they're maybe a bit of an imposter. Um, I've had elements of yeah, that, so. but I've never um, felt that way about myself because I'm very like secure with myself. So say for example, um, I 
know that I can do many moves in jujitsu, but I don't know the names for them. Mm. And a white belt will say, what's the name of that? And I'm like, I don't know. I just know it works. Mm. And, you know, it might be called the scorpion or some shit, but that doesn't matter to me. Another example is using a camera. I know what looks good. Mm. I know what settings I need to press on a camera in order to get the outcome that I want. But if you asked me for a technical sort of like definition of, you know, aperture and, you know, mm. this and that, I have no fucking clue, man. So it's just like, I, I, I've, I've lived my life like that. I, I can always sort of get the end result and I can see the end result and I understand the concepts involved and I know yeah. how things work. I just leave all the other stuff that I don't think matters yeah. to the side that everyone else think matters because it doesn't like it doesn't matter like if you can use a camera and and you know make something look amazing that everyone else enjoys and likes then yeah that's, that's cool that matters. you're not getting tested every uh, day yeah, yeah exactly i don't know how you feel about that but um well that's what i always tell people like don't focus on the one percent yeah focus on the 99 percent. yeah and again that's like you know you go back to that olympic swimmer like he's not focusing on uh some mental reaction where he's pressing the wall yep. to get his reaction times up mm-hmm. you know like you might see conor mcgregor like dink 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 yep. dink dink or like the fucking jab thing where they're hitting the it's like there's those one percent reactions where it's like you're trying to shave a a fucking bee's dick off <laughs> your reaction time out of the gate yeah but what's that gonna do for you if you don't know how to fucking swim yeah so it's like, but that, the, the touching the wall thing's like sexy. Yeah. yeah. And you've got fucking goggles on or, you know, yeah. whatever. And you're like, ding, 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 ding. Oh yeah, I'm getting better. It's like, all right, that's a 1% deal. But if you have, did you swim 6Ks? Yeah. Because that's what everyone else is doing that's a world champ. Yeah. So it's like, to me, I don't know. Like, I just think that it's, you really need to identify like, what's the meat and potatoes of yes. the thing you're trying to achieve? Correct. And then what's the salt and pepper? Yep. And you just can't live off salt and pepper. Nah. And yeah. people get caught up in the salt and pepper. Fuck yeah. Like, Lost in the sauce. Dude, 100%. Like if you're, if you're a videographer, you know, video, being a videographer right now is like a hot thing to do, right? Yeah. And it's just like people get real caught up in like um, the forums and like, oh, you need to know this, 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 and you don't know this. That makes you so, sort of not as good as, of a videographer. But it's just like, well, that shit doesn't matter. Nah. And it's just like um, when I started my agency, if I was worried about all of the opinions of you know everyone saying that this is how it needs to be done and this is what you need to know then i wouldn't be here today yeah this is like just do you man and just like just sort of like do do as, as well as you can and learn along the way you're not yeah. gonna you're not gonna know everything at the end point right now oh man you gotta work your way to that fucking google yeah, dude all the time Every day, like, yeah <laughs> me and Mick are always on that google program yeah but like i've always it's interesting though like i've wholeheartedly believe in what you're saying and I, there's like a huge part of me where that's been my thing like yep. I never went to film school yep. never learned anything about audio I never nothing I've never had any education on this at all yep. and like my work is published in the red digital handbook <laughs> the fucking most badass camera in the world yeah. and like all my work's through their handbook yeah. that still goes out to this day yep. and it's like and again I, I never went to that yep. but there was always a part of me where when I get obsessed with something, I know everything about it. Correct. So like, it's weird to, so like I can tell you every menu on every camera I own. Like there is, that's what, I think that's why I've sort of been into suits a bit. Yeah. Cause I can kind of relate to the, yep. that character to where it's like, you know, and I'm the same, like if I watch a, a jujitsu DVD or like I can just do it, yep. I go and I'll 
I remember it's like I have like a photographic memory in a sense yep. like I, I can't look at a sheet of paper and then read it back but if I watch something or if I see something like I know what to do yeah so there's always been that part of me as well but again like that would never replace like the like the film thing like I yep. bought the camera <laughs> and I started making videos <laughs> and then I learned I just got obsessed and, and learned everything but yep. there I think there is where like that um trying to learn every setting trying to learn it there's a comfort zone there and i think people do it because what they want to do is they go when i know this i'll be ready to do this Correct. and i think that it's a little safety net yep and then you can be a forum warrior and you can be that guy like you know how many dudes do you know that know like every fucking submission in jiu-jitsu but have never even done it yeah <laughs> you know yeah like you go you, how many times can you go to a bar and be like no, he's, just, he's got to scoot his hips out to get a Oma Plata. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, do you train? Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, but that's the same guy that's probably saying like, I'm just going to study until I know. Yeah. And then I'll do it. Yeah. But like, for me, I didn't know fucking anything. I just went to the gym and did it because my my friend's kid got to world number one yep. in jiu-jitsu. And I was like, ah, that's fucking sick. I'm going to go do that. Yeah. And then I went and watched him in a comp. Yeah. And it's like, there was no thing where like, now though, I could fucking read off every choke every part i know way more than my pay grade of like my ability yep i've just that's that part of my brain yeah but i never let that stop me from the practical yep you know because it really it's theory and it's practical yep and it's like if you're gonna live in this little world where you know and i know people like that with cameras and stuff and it's like well i don't fucking they don't shoot yep it's like you're an armchair expert yep there is you you need to be the guy that will do the practical yeah because you can be the guy that does the practical and be a world champion or you can be a you know the a super successful business person you yep. can be you know you can be you can be a millionaire that's never filmed filled out a bass statement in your yeah. life yeah because at the end of the day if you're good enough for what you do you can fucking pay an accountant yeah. to do that for you for sure so it's like there 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 should be a balance between that and yeah. dude when i was in the states i used to say like remember we took a drone job with uh we shot this huge commercial i don't want to say the company because if they were here they were like this motherfucker but we took like this massive commercial dude like huge and they were like oh have you got like a drone and we were like yeah yeah fuck yeah we've been doing drones forever we didn't have a drone yeah so we we like we custom built this um this heli and it's like one of those shoot before like movi and before uh, free fly we built like this huge fucking deal it was like the scariest thing ever man we had to go AWOL on us once flew into the side of our house and like f- could have killed someone <laughs> but like we just said yep we'll do it and we took that on we did it and then but in the process became like experts yep. so it was like we but I didn't let that opportunity slip yep. because like oh I don't know like yeah. oh I don't know this or that. it's like no I'll fucking figure it out yeah. so it's like that you know I think the people that win are the ones that will do the practical yep and then the theory will come along yeah you know because it's like you would have known like you start filming you run into a problem you type in how do i get image stabilization yep. or warp stabilizer won't work yeah for like sure. we're the most blessed fucking generation 100 percent ever agree. like yep. every single thing is out there yeah you know you can like you can type any question into google mm-hmm. and you're going to get a response or you're going to find a forum or you're going to get on reddit or you're going to every and like I've said it before about jiu-jitsu man like it's the craziest time ever to be to start like jiu-jitsu everything is there yeah you can watch every high level match you can 
buy every one of John Danaher's DVDs, yep. Craig Jones or Lachlan Giles. And like, you can, if you put that into effort and you've got mats at your house and you've got someone to practice on, you could become a technical wizard yep. in whatever time you want. Yep. And like, dude, talk about that with not just jujitsu, but like fucking anything. 100%. You want to rebuild motorcycles, you want to build cars, you want to anything yeah but it just takes like you actually doing it definitely and you talked about two things man you talked about like um first of all people sort of saying they're in a comfort zone and they're like well i won't take this action until this happens yeah. so that they're, they're waiting yeah. for the perfect time i see that so much dude number one and then the second thing that you were talking about which i think is really powerful is talking about when someone is a technician but they become comfortable in that zone and they don't maintain their curiosity or, or continued learning. And something that I'm super big on is maintaining that white belt mentality, man. Dude, for sure. In everything. Yeah. You have to. It's just like, as long as you want to succeed in what you're doing, you have to maintain that, that white belt mentality. And so many people get comfortable. And that is the reason why we were so easily, as an agency, we were so easily able to surpass so many videography agencies and freelancers out there to get work and we were the least experienced because we were just surrounded by people who were too comfortable in their space yeah and we and we just overpass them yeah and um man there's guys out there who are probably jaded and probably hate the name hype group or athletic agencies because they've been doing film for 20 years yeah and they couldn't get the jobs that we got and it's just like um it happens all the time, bro. Dude, for sure. All the time. But like the first one, it's just like, there's never a perfect time. Like how many times do you have to hear that? Oh, like how yeah. many times do you have to hear that statement before you take action? It's just like, it's, it's take the action right now. Yeah. Like literally right now, listening to this podcast, get off the podcast, but leave a review and subscribe <laughs> yeah. and all that jazz. <laughs> and go and fucking start writing that business plan or, you know, go and like, do whatever you need to do to take that next step, that actual action to, to achieve your goals. Cause that's one of the biggest things too, man, that I'm, I've been talking about this a lot lately as well with my, like my family, my partner and business partners and stuff is um, people being so busy in their mind, oh, but yeah. no output coming yeah, out. Yeah. People, I feel like that's one of the main things I see. Do you know how easy it is to get to be successful? It's just a lot of output, mm. more output than most people are doing. And more people are busy in their head, but aren't actually producing any results. Dude, I've, that's like, oh, fuck man, I so believe in that. Like I remember when I was doing like the film stuff, I was like, fuck, I'm so busy, man. Like I lit, that was yeah. my line. As soon as anyone said anything to me, I'd be like, oh yeah, no, I'm fucking so busy. Yeah. I used to say it all the time. Now I'm just like, you don't know shit. Yeah. Like you weren't busy. You were cruising, bro. Dude, you, do you, like one people that, one thing that um, just amazed me in the last couple of years is how much you can stretch your threshold of your sort well, of efficiencies. The, dude, that's the thing. Uh, like once I started like really looking at your stuff every day, <laughs> I was like, this motherfucker is up at five. That's why I was like, I'll come train with you. And I was like, five a.m. Fuck. But it's like that's what you got to. That's what you got to do. Like when I, when we moved here, I started getting up at five a.m. every day, and then I broke my ribs, and then it yeah. just sort of all went to shit. Mm. And then like I just haven't been able to fucking haven't been able to pick it up again. Yeah. But it's like you when you get into that routine of like when I was waking up at five every day. I was getting so much shit done. Like it was insane. And then I look at, that's why I was like, man, I really want to go try and do that 5am class because yep. like 
you know, I got up at five these last few days because I've been dog sitting. Yep. And that's what it takes. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and I'm like, fuck, I'm getting so much done by nine o'clock. I'm just like, I got a fair bit of time now, you know? Yeah. And then it's like, you could do that extra thing. Yep. You could do that. You know, like if, you, if, you're, if you're an average Joe and you got to go to work at nine or 8.30 or whatever, if you got up at five and spent two hours like learning how to do like Facebook ads or drop yep. shipping or, yep. you know, you're not going to get rich. Yeah by doing that unless you're in like the top one percent of that but like you could make a good little side income drop shipping or you know just reselling other shit off aliexpress or fucking whatever and it's like but you're not gonna like the the one big bit of advice that i give to people and the one thing i hear people say is like but i just don't know what i want to do man and i was like all right well you know how you figure out what you want to do you do a bunch of shit you don't want to do there's so much I've worked for fucking magazines I've worked for bike shops I've had sticker companies I've fucking done t-shirt like I've done so much shit and everyone looked at me like I was a fucking idiot and like oh you never finishes any and I'm like it's not that I don't want to finish I just realized I don't like that yep I don't like that and I'm not gonna fucking settle yep until I have something that is like fulfilling and I want to do mm-hmm. and like I'm now here and I'm doing this and I fucking love this yep. like I really enjoy everything that goes on with this even the, the bad stuff that's that comes up like I've had to work through insecurities yep. I've had to push through uh, really fucking bad YouTube comments and bad reviews and and meth people messaging me with like bull and it, I'm like, I don't fucking want this in my life. But then you have to look at it. You take it on. So it's like, but this come from like, name it, man. Like there was so much shit I did before this <laughs> that got me to this point. And it's all valuable. And the, the thing that I think people have in their heads is that, that they put so much pressure on themselves to have like the first thing that they decide, like let's say they quit their job and then they're like, this is the thing I'm going to do. And it's like, they, they put so much pressure on it that this is the idea that they've got to do forever. Mm-hmm. If I'm going to quit my job, this has to be the thing. This has to be the one. It fucking doesn't mean shit, dude. Yeah. Do it for six months, make some cash, fucking check out. I've got that many. If you go on my fucking like business name or whatever, like my... LinkedIn B- or something like that. Oh, what, what, like your ABN or whatever. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Fuck, man. I've registered yeah. so much shit. Yep. And it's like, I don't look at that. And I never looked at that. And maybe I'm lucky that I didn't give a fuck. Yeah. I never looked at any of that as like, oh, I failed. I'm yep. just going to get a job. Like, I just go, nah, next thing, next idea. As long as I'm not fucking somebody over yep. by like pulling out and like dicing on it, which yep. has always been my own shit. Yep. It's like, just keep building, building. And now, you know what? Every single fucking thing that I've ever done, any business that failed. Yep or didn't isn't around today i use for right now and it's like that's the thing that people need to get and it's like if you don't know what you want to do or you've got this pressure like the thing is the business that you start is not going to be the business that you do like there's not that many people and again it's like you said with reverse engineering it's like you started combat but before that could happen you knew you had to have something else yeah and it's just like people are so crippled by um I think it's like maybe fear of judgment, insecurities, uh, fear that they might, you know, just because they might destroy their big idea Mm -hmm. and it'll ruin this thing that they've, because you can fall in love with ideas and you can live in this space of like wonderlust Mm -hmm. 
and think about this new company that you're going to start this clothing brand or and then you spend what you said busy in your mind you you extrapolate this idea out to be this most sexy thing in your mind but then when it comes to take action the action starts with like a blank sheet of paper and you're writing out some fucking notes and that seems so insignificant and small and unsexy to this idea that you're now married to and that you've extrapolated out over fucking months or years of like this Ferrari that you've now got. Like, I've done that shit. So so have I. Like, I've I've literally sat down and manifested these. I've looked into storerooms (laughs) in my headquarters of my film business that had a Cineflex, had Reds. This is where I'm going to keep my media. This is the kind of computer I'm going to be fucking bullshit just (laughs) bullshit and i don't have any of it you know and it's like but the thing that starts like the action the first thing that you do is so far from that and it's so unsexy and it's writing down a fucking list Mm -hmm. and then the first list is go to dot gov whatever register an abn Mm -hmm. that's fucking boring there's no reds on a shelf and there's no pc there and there's no cineflex and you know so it's like i think that there's there's that fact of like these pe- people build up these ideas and then they, they get so far out of control in their mind that actually doing them and putting pen to paper or taking that first trip to register a you know, business name or open a bank account, mm-hmm. it just seems so beneath yep. where they're actually, where they want to be. Mm-hmm. And it's like you just get these ideas of grandeur and it's like then you get brought back down to earth and yep. you're like, fuck, this is too big. 100% man fuck it's it's so true and I'm seeing it all the time and it's just like man everyone just has this yeah this this grand vision of of um you know what's going to happen but they just haven't that you don't know what you don't know you don't know the steps involved yeah. and you haven't sort of like respected or appreciate what actually goes into to doing it even creating something small man is hard mm. it's really hard and it's just like um I've seen people who are just like who refuse to do to do the smallest things like the mm. most basic things like bro i still clean the toilets in the in apex gym and i fucking love it i'm like yep i'm gonna fucking clean these toilets in this gym this is my gym you know i'm still gonna do these tasks and i always will i'll clean the mats mm. um because i want to show people that this is what it takes mm. and so like you know when we're talking about instagram and stuff sometimes i get jade like oh, it's a, i don't want to say words because people like think of words so literally sometimes i get jaded because i'm just like i want to show people how fucking hard i work man. Yeah. like i want to show it. and then sometimes i think oh man am i am i being why like, do you give a fuck yeah or oh, because people question it and then people uh, uh start to think that they deserve the same thing or again, they think that maybe i shouldn't and it's a great thing <laughs> yeah, but where, where, where it's it's in our nature yeah, and, and the honest answer is i don't give a fuck yeah but i also think it's an important lesson because i think that a lot of people out there at the moment online coaches or whatever whatever instagram shows a fake life mm. so maybe like maybe it's in my head that i want to i want to be a true voice mm. into what it actually is i want to be authentic and real but i don't post much man to yeah. be honest like there's and to be honest, like there's even times where like I'm in the office at midnight and I want to pull out my phone and I might even post something and I'll say like in the office or some shit. Yeah. And I'm like, what's the actual point of this? Yeah. This is just a, this is just a, this is just an ego move now and I'll delete it. Yeah. But if I think that it's um, something that, you know, is a message that should get out there and people yeah. should see that I might post it, you know, but like, um, 
Yeah, this this world is funny, man. Yeah. This world is fucking backwards, that's for sure. It's backwards right now, dude. Like, yeah, people don't get it. There's a lot of people around me at the moment, younger dudes and, and, and girls who are just like wanting to start things and do things and, and they're talking about the Ferraris and stuff like that. And I have to sit there and say, that's great, man. Like, that's awesome. So tell me about, you know, someone starts a clothing company, for example, and um, we know how important brand is in this day and age and what the message is behind like you yeah. know the story behind this like you know what's Dude, you know what's cool about the gypsy tales your fucking story behind it yeah, and, and yeah. everything that you've gone through that creates so much more appeal than and a you dude can't that fake it, you, know, you can't like, fake that shit. Yeah, and so it's well, like, I think of Valley like that, like yeah, what man. Crawley does with Valley. Yep. To me is like, and like we were talking about it. We had lunch a couple of days ago, and I was talking about it. And I was just like, man, it's just your brand story so fucking real. Like, there's no he didn't sit there and like manufacture a story or a thing. It's just like he just doesn't give a fuck. He just does what he does, and like it resonates. Yeah, and that is what. Um, that is what resonates with people. Like, yep. it's funny, man. Like, this is to go off topic. So sorry. I'm no, that's like sweet. Off here, yeah. There's like, I've been thinking more. I wonder if you've ever thought about this because I love, obviously, I love this talk. Like, not everyone wants to spar back and forth yeah. on this kind of stuff. But I've been thinking more and more about like frequencies lately, and energy as a frequency, and it sounds like, yeah. like super <laughs> fucking kooky. But there's been times where I feel like and not to sound like a fucking knob but there's been times in my life where I just feel like I'm on a fucking my own frequency and people look at you people listen to you people want to be around you they gravitate towards you there's like an energy that you put out and I I think it's sort of what you were talking about before you know it's like you rise not above is like but you are different so there's like all of these energy that you're sort of feeling come through you or your consciousness or whatever it is. And it's like when, a, when there's a frequency that doesn't like fit the normal mold that's above or below or a little bit off to sight and it stands out and you can see it and feel it, then it's like that's what I think everyone should strive to have. And like you look at a guy like I always use Chris Hemsworth as an example. <laughs> yep. You know, that there's so much more to him than just like the look or, or whatever. But he is on his own frequency. Yep. There is one Chris Hemsworth. There's dudes that out there that would be as good looking as him, as built as him, and that, that they're fucking not him and they never will be him. It's They're not on this unique frequency. They might be like a little bit out of like the norm, but they're not they're not him or the rock mm-hmm. how many big jack samoan dudes are there there's one fucking rock mm-hmm. and it's like these people they find a way and i think that people like to put like a physical attribute or a talent or that's what we that, see that it's exactly easy. that's like the easiest thing to like categorize it but it's like you really look at it it's like that you meet that person and like you know i met lance armstrong a couple of years ago yep and there was just this this like vibe about him and it's like he's you know obviously he's done what he's done but there's like an energy that he brought and when he spoke and i wonder how much of that is like you know what he's done and how famous he is or whatever but it's like i just think besides all that or as a um completely separate of that like that dude would be that Mm-hmm. that guy mm-hmm. and I think that there's been that it's like I always kind of check myself like what frequency am I operating on and there'll be time especially lately like I've had heaps of just like self-doubt 
with you know like the podcast and you know i'm building all this stuff every day i go in the studio it looks the fucking same but i feel like i'm working hard and it's like you know the money in and out and it's like ah oh, fuck like and it's like that it's like that brings your frequency down mm-hmm. and then but then there's times where it's like you're just firing and you you you're everything's easy training's easy surfing's easy relationships are easy you know and it just feels like you're on that that different frequency and mm-hmm. it's like i think that um i don't know it's like you you almost need to like strive to to operate independently of everybody else have your own frequency that everybody can hear above everybody else because i think that when you're you know like in a negative headspace and you're doubting yourself and you're worried about what other people think and you you know you care about certain people's judgment you you just that 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 has a frequency Mm -hmm. and there'll be like millions and millions of people that operate in like this band Mm -hmm. and then the people that are killing it and successful they're they're operating on a different frequency free of self-doubt free of uh insecurities free of Mm -hmm. you know so many different things that lets them sort of rise above and then all of a sudden people hear that voice people will you know people gravitate towards that because there is something different there is that different energy you can feel about it really fucking cool analogy man really fucking cool and i think that if you if we had an answer to that and we could bottle it up and sell it everyone would be buying it you know it's where does that frequency come from um i completely agree um it's really cool we're having this chat because it makes me feel a little bit more comfortable to talk about myself, which is not something I'm very comfortable doing. Yeah, I'm the same. Doing. I struggle with it a bit, to be honest. Yeah. Um, um, but um, yeah, I think I'm on a different frequency. Yeah, I definitely do, man. I think I'm on a different frequency. And I think that um, when you, when you, when you separate your, from the, the main frequency and you create your own frequency, it's really hard to connect back into oh, the frequencies yeah. that are that yeah. are that are there and i think um you're always in search for people that are on yep. a similar frequency if you can connect with them holy shit magic can happen bro mm. and it's like um i think it goes back to that saying man that we all hear it's just like you, you are the five people that you surround you, yeah. you know the average of the five people you surround yourself with and holy shit man the amount of truth in that is insane like the people in the environment that you surround yourself in has a huge impact on your you know the way that you're thinking and problem solving yeah. and and the frequency you're at and the neuroplasticity you know all the things that we've been talking about has huge impact in it so it's like um a lot of the times like when people are, are not in a great place that's often something that i'll say like what, what kind of environment are you in man yeah. like what are you doing i was talking to my one of my mates the other day and he was just like man what's your mission what's your values what he was just trying to just like extract the secret yeah source, extract yeah. this shit out and i'm just like he's just like i'm like where are you at now man i haven't seen you in a couple of years and he's just like oh i'm living with some people they're jobless i'm jobless you know um or i'm yeah i'm just sitting there going bro that the first thing you got to get out of is that situation in mm. that environment like you, you're not hanging around the people that you need to be hanging around to get to where you want to get to like maybe these people are bringing you down and it's just like you don't even realize it and um, man, I, unfortunately, over time, like I've shared a lot of people who were my best friends and things like that, but that just didn't marry up with the direction that I yeah. want in life and, and, and family members and stuff like that. And that's really hard for people. And they feel like it's almost impossible, um, but it's, it's possible. And um, man, if your body's just wanting you to get to that next frequency, you just got to like, you just got to flow with it. Yeah. I love the terminal. I love the analogy of it being a frequency. I, I say energy, but, yeah. but, 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 
making it a frequency sort of puts it in that sort it's of like, like visual yeah, yeah man. like you can because like you think about when you do like uh you know when you look at like color grading you see yeah. like histograms yeah. and stuff like that like i think about that stuff yeah. where it's like there's that blob in the middle yeah and then it's like you can see those different you know bits of of light that are off that main sort of that center where it's like it gets so black or thick in that that it just becomes a solid color yeah and that's what i think about people that are stuck in these negative mindsets or they're just you know like you can walk past people in the street and someone will catch your eye yeah and then 50 other people don't yeah how many times like you can see all these people and like no one stands out yeah but then you can see one person you remember them forever for sure and there's not there's nothing there other than and it can't just be visual because you know i just don't think that don't think that someone's look has such a um it's a profound effect like i think that's quite a manufactured thing in society um i'm trying to think of like a like david duchovny like of course i know the name bro yeah i need to put a face yeah so like mr x files well like oh yeah yeah gotcha 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 yeah like he's not i wouldn't say like like look at him yeah yeah like he's not a fucking super good looking dude right yeah that you would say but like you i guarantee that you saw that dude walking down the street like you'd know who like not who he was but you'd get a feeling of him and it's like if you can get to the level where you're on like x files and you're on californication and you're an actor or whatever yeah and it's like and especially like you meet those people and i I think like maybe that's one like maybe one of the reasons that i've got this thing is like when you meet a lot of people that are on that higher end of of the spectrum or success or you know like actors actresses musicians whatever they all have that thing in common where it's like it just doesn't matter what they look like some people are there because they're hot as fuck obviously but it's like it's that's just not what it is there's something else they stand out bro i think it's a fucking curse to have good looks like Mm. like ridiculously good looks i fucking do i believe that 100 percent. i think that um so many people get through the first sort of you know really formative years yes correct they go through school and they're the the, you know they're popular in school because of the way they look and they're good at sports and all these sorts of things but as soon as you get into the real world and you know all that shit actually doesn't matter you're pretty fucked yeah because you've gotten through and you've been handed everything because of your good looks and you've been given job opportunities and you've been accepted for roles in xyz and all sorts of stuff because of your looks and and that sort of thing but it only goes so far lots of people sort of like hold on to that um and they fall comfortable or they 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 become comfortable with that as becoming the result of their life and um then they just get hit in the face with with life and yeah reality yeah man 100 percent. i agree well like my dad used to always say like i fucking hated school and he'd be like man you won't have any friends he's like you'd be lucky if you got like one or two friends from school and he's like, all the popular kids, the girls you want to fuck, all like you watch in 10 years where they'll be. Yep. And like I saw a uh, like this chick, I was fucking in love with this chick, dude. And uh, she was just like the hottest chick ever. And um, yeah, she just got yeah, nothing. Yeah. There's not, you know, the looks don't stay around. For the sure. Fucking everything. You'd looked at her life when she was like 14, 15. And again, life. Yeah. Like we knew what was going yeah. on. But like in that frame of mind in that time you're looking at that person like oh, her yeah. life she's got everything yeah. right. but it's like it really just doesn't matter eh? Especially, yeah. and they are the formative years like when you're 14 15 16 17 
like the the habits that you form the people you surround yourself with like that shit that really carries over and it's like life your life is such a cumulative effect like you can't um like you said about your mum, mm-hmm. you can't say like well i went through that when i was 20 yep so it's like that that ends that doesn't end man yeah like everything in your life is this accumulation of experiences and things that happen to you just over and over and it's like if you can't if you don't have control over those things or if you can't in some way influence those things to the direction you want like you're fucked it's going to keep it's going to keep happening you're going to keep getting pushed in in those directions like you can like you can never underestimate the importance of like every moment yep you know and i think that that's um that's definitely been something that i've tried to like take for granted less um just like just little things like the little opportunities you get little um you know days where it's like you know i didn't achieve much today well you fucked up yeah you just wasted some time that you are gonna wish that you had back at some point or you think it doesn't matter but it is gonna matter everything everything does matter 100 percent, man and um like i said before it's just like if you look at someone who's successful um everyone's looking for a blueprint everyone's looking for the cheat sheet the quick facts the the fucking you know the the all all the answers but the more i look into it and the more i get closer to people like yourself who are like super successful you've been around those people right there's nothing like we were saying there's nothing special about their talents or ability it's their mind and it's the the ability that they've had to like you said it use all of their experiences and also use and use other people's experiences and combine that to their you know current knowledge and the current way that they think and stuff like that and apply that to life and um man that that, that's my answer at the moment with everything it's just like i'm just constantly trying to like build my mindset and like build my knowledge and experience with things and and like you said like um you know really think about each experience that i'm having and and what effect it's going to have on my life and all those sorts of things but then like we were saying about you know the 5am and all that sort of stuff and the people who come to the 5am class they're all killing it i bet and they're killing it and it's just like they come to the 5am class because it's Yeah. yeah so it's just like you know you're surrounding yourself with those people and you're having those chats and then you you know doing this and doing that and yeah. it's just like yeah, yeah you, you're so right dude i had um my professor choir i had a rough night the other night i think i roll with it was like four four brown belts a purple belt who's the australian champ and uh black belt yeah and i just got fucked all night <laughs> like fucked and then by the end of it like my ra- last role was choir and he just he just smashed me like it was it was just it sucked yeah. like and it was i was just so deflated by like how i had a re- i had one really good role that i was like pumped on but again like it was just i was taking i was making lemonade you yeah. know and uh and then i i was just like i was laying on the mat and then kai was sort of laughing at me and um and i just said fuck man tonight was hard and then he goes lucky you didn't come here for it to be easy yeah and I was just like, it was just such a simple thing, but like, it really stuck in my head of like, no, you're fucking right, dude. Yep. I don't come here for this shit to be easy. Yep. I come here and I suffer every fucking time I walk through the door. Yep. And there's something like very uh, positive and endearing or like, it's like, it's humbling. Yep. And it's like every day, you're like, I'm going here knowing I'm going to get 
fucking towed every time I go. But Dude. like, there's so much, there's like power in it. Then like, you can endure that shit. Man, there is no better analogy to life and and growth than um, martial arts. Mm. Um, there's a school in Japan um, that I've trained out a lot called AACC, and um, they have a, their big slogan is um, "Wrestling is hard, life is easy." And um, uh, it's Abayani Combat Combat Club, and um, yeah, there it is. And man when i saw that sort of um when i saw that slogan wrestling is hard life is easy i was like is it a wrestling yeah, gym or awesome. is it a jiu-jitsu gym? big 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 wrestling focus they have a huge yeah. kids program for wrestling but they're an mma they do striking they do yeah. karate they do all sorts of things huge gym and um dude seriously man how good is it going into a class getting getting you know first of all you go into a class and there might be a lawyer there and a doctor and there might Mm. be a janitor in there and there might be a a dude that doesn't have a job first of all it's all you know yeah that's the first i say this all the time yeah it's fucking you're so right so good and then it's just like there's always someone better than you on the mat and it's just like you're you're gonna get choked or you know submitted to the point where you tap yeah in submission to someone else you give up it's like so empowering because it's just like not, not only are you like trusting to put your life in someone else's hand, but it's just like, you know, every single night on the mat, you're dealing with hardship. You're dealing with the worst possible problem, which is that you give up. Yeah. And then you're cool with it. And then you keep going and you have another role. And then what happens is you finish the role, you shake hands, you walk out and you have a big smile on your face yeah. because you've just endured all that hardship on the mat. I 100% believe that going into a jiu-jitsu school or a wrestling school or a kickboxing school or whatever it is, just going and doing a martial art has a profound beneficial impact on your life as a human being. And I feel like everyone should do it. And that's why Mm. I'm such a big advocate for it. Even as far as saying like, man, I don't know what my, I don't have, I don't know what, I don't have a personal brand, right? But I'm starting to think more and more like that it might be, important or something that i'm excited to pursue yeah and i'm starting to think like what's a big part of my life like business yeah sure but it's just like martial arts a big part of my life and i think like um if there was anything that i'd want to portray with a personal brand from me it's how powerful martial arts is to helping you succeed in every other aspect in your life especially business yeah because it's like you don't know someone who doesn't walk out of a, a say a bjj gym for example that hasn't become a better person after you know a period of time yeah and it's just like man how powerful that a funny funny fact we had um the first student ever um came into the gym and signed up who was a comedian and came and did jujitsu because he listened to a joe rogan podcast how yeah, cool is that that's crazy yeah. that's fucking awesome i was like yes this is so cool like <laughs> but um man you're seeing it now as well with like celebrities and and big business people who are um, getting into jujitsu it's a thing man yeah it's a fucking thing it's just like it's it's definitely been a thing that over the last like 15 16 months or however long it's been like i've i wasn't searching for something like you know you hear people be like oh jiu-jitsu saved my life and blah blah blah, blah. like and i can see how that would happen yep. i wasn't that guy yeah i wasn't there searching for something but like fuck man it's given me a lot already yeah and it's just um it's 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 funny too how like the problems in the gym that come up and like I'm with uh, Fabio, very hard, old Brazilian uh, mentality, way of thinking, the, the respect, the humility. Like there's, 
uh, it's it just doesn't matter how good you are. It doesn't you the fucking rules are the rules, yep. and that is how it gets done. And if you don't like it, you can fucking leave. Yeah, you know. And that to me is the antichrist of how I've lived my life. Yeah. like I hated school. Fucking see ya. Yeah, I didn't like working with people. See ya. Like I'm gonna work for myself. Like whenever I've whenever those kinds of like rigid force guidelines have been forced on me, I'm fucking out. Yeah, I do my own thing. And it's what's got me to here. And for, you know, for better or worse, that's how I've lived. Yep. And I was like really cool with that. And until in jujitsu, like some problems started coming up with the gym. And I got called out by my professor and he said, hey, this is some shit you're doing that's not cool here. And my immediate reaction was like, cool, I'll fucking jump on my bike and I'll go somewhere else where I can do shit the way I want to do it. Yeah. And it was, but then there was that thing. It's like, I, I really don't want to leave this thing. Yeah. I don't want to leave here. Yeah. This is, there's something about this. There's something, and not just jujitsu in itself. I could go do jujitsu anywhere. Yeah. But it's like, you to stick in that environment. And that's been, it's been humbling because I've always got on my bike and done it my own way. And it's worked. Yep. I've figured it out. But it's funny that through sticking it out and through, forcing myself to change in this particular environment i'm now starting to apply the positive lessons into places in my other life mm-hmm. and i wasn't searching for anything like i said i wasn't i just wanted to do do it yeah but it's like now you see these lessons where it's like all right you do need to be more humble mm-hmm. you do need to uh to have respect of certain things and that maybe there just is a way things should get done and you know and it's like it's been cool that then i'm like oh maybe i should need to do this in life in general and then especially doing the the podcast man because like the whole like i I just don't want to operate out of ego Mm -hmm. and i don't want to talk on here like i have an ego and i don't want to come across as a person that uh thinks i'm better than i am i'm i think i'm worse than people think i am if that makes sense yeah. you know like i don't rate myself that's all, bad you know, too you know in yeah. a way like that that's definitely some stuff that I, like me and mick talk about all the time like that's some stuff that i've got to figure out like yeah. where i came from like the small town i grew up in like you got shitted on if you thought you know we used to call them deadly bugger syndrome yeah and as soon as you got any success or notoriety and as soon as you were proud of something that you'd achieved yep that was taken as a oh, fucking deadly bugger, eh? Yeah, wow. And it, you just got cut down. Wow. And it was, and I, when you were talking about your friend that was like around shit people, yeah. a lot of times, man, when you're around people and they're doing that to you, they fucking want you to stay down because it gives them a license to yeah, stay down too. 100%. And it's like, so I deal with that now. Yeah. And like, you know, when people, I meet people at like an airport or something, I don't know how to fucking act because I'm like, I don't want to come across like I think I'm better than, I am you know like there's a bit of a complex that goes on there with that there always is and we all all have all have our insecurities oh yeah and and we all are just working through them over over time but um it man it's awesome and it's good that you're vulnerable and about talking about that I think that's the first step to overcoming the yeah oh for sure that as as a negative thing and obviously I don't think it's having a negative impact on what you're doing. No, I don't. You can't let it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I mean, the thing is, though, and like this is what I was saying before about like, why do you give a fuck? Yeah. So like, someone's there was like a YouTube comment. I try not to read them, like at all. Uh, Sometimes it's fucking hard. Like 
you look at stats or whatever, you just, you can't avoid it. Of course. But there was like a comment where someone's like, you should have said this, you should have asked that. And then one dude's, oh, there was one iTunes review where a guy's like, just turns everything into a, into a jujitsu analogy. Oh, really? And I'm like, <laughs> that's what I do every day. Yeah. I fucking do that every yep. day. Yep. I spend eight hours a week in the gym. Yeah. So it's like, that's sort of where my head's at right now. Yeah. And it's like, if like I, I, I learned very quickly and there's a style of this podcast and there's whatever, but it's like, I'm doing this because this is the conversation I want to have yep. or this is the conversation that happens. And it's like, I just, I don't care now. Like I'm putting this out and I, I it, it's like a piece of me. It's a piece of you. Yep. You put it out to the world and I, I want people to just respect it. It's like, I'm not doing this for you. Yep. Like you get to listen to this. I'm not doing it for you to listen to. Yep. You just get to listen to it. And it's like, I, that's when that sort of triggered my way of thinking when you said like, I want people to see it. Like I almost don't give a, f- I don't want people to see anything. Yep. I just want to do this. And because they're there, it helps me. I think it helps other people. And it's like this, you know, this shared experience. And, you know, like I say to people all the time, like we spend three hours in here, like we'll get to be good friends that this like probably like a three year fucking friend catch up window. Yeah. yeah, You know what I mean? To where it's like, we've just covered a lot of ground. Yeah. So it's like, it's a selfish thing. And then I'm going to take a bit of a hit on my own insecurities to put it out. Yep. Because I don't want people to think that I think I'm this fucking Messiah that's got all the answers. I don't at all. So it's like, you know you've just you've got to again like it's that reason that that you're doing it yeah and for me it's like it's not i just this is like for us and then you put it out and then that's it like yeah. I, I almost now i'm like really trying to reconcile like rec- reconcile the fact that like i just don't care i don't care if people think it's good i don't think it if if it gets to the point where it's like a negative thing and people are fucking it's more bad than good then you need to shut it down yeah for it's sure like, well fuck what are you doing it for yeah, definitely. But at the end of the day it's like i you can't I think it's not healthy to worry about or do something for somebody else's reaction. Yeah, 100% not. And I think like if people are telling you you should do this and should do that, it's just like, man, you're you're doing what you know and um, that's doing a lot of good for people out there. Like the conversations that we're having, man, is going to, you know, do a lot of good for people out there. And some people might be on another level or agree with different things and it's not going to help them. But I think people get really um, caught up in trying to please everyone. I was a people pleaser yeah. for a big, a long time and, and trying to cater for everyone. It's just like, you got to accept. And this is something that we go through because we deal with a lot of people who sell products and they want to sell to everyone. And it's sort mm. of just like, and, and we deal with a lot of brands and it's sort of just like, man, some people are just going to really resonate with your brand and you and like your product and want to mm. take it. And some people aren't. And you just got to accept that. And it's like, some people are going to want to listen to your podcast and some people aren't. Oh, yeah. And it's like, cool. uh, yeah, you know what I mean? And, but heaps of people struggle with that. They're just like, oh, I want everyone to like it. And it's just like, well, it's not going to happen. Yeah. And like, it's, you know, you, you are, you know, cool to some people and you're a fucking dork to some people. You're a arrogant dude to some people and you're a, you know, like you said, like a messiah to some, like, yeah. you, fuck, who knows, man? Who cares? Like, it's and it's and it's hard, man, because it's not about not caring. It's just that like you're just not putting an emotional sort of like well, response to it. You just have to trust that it's genuine. Yeah, from your own end, for sure. And if you can, if you can really, honestly, like again, it's that self awareness yeah. and audit yourself to the point where you're like, okay, I am doing this for the right reasons. Yeah, and like the friendships that I've made out of this and the, the people I know and the people that have said that it has been a positive thing. Yep. And, you know, it's like, if it is from a genuine place, then 
people are gonna fucking not like you yeah like that you can't you know you can't please anyone it, it was interesting like we um filmed some band documentaries yep. in the states yeah and i'd we filmed this band that were in this recording process for their second album and the first album they made was just like the fucking coolest craziest shit ever went into the top 10 billboard 200 like fucking crazy and then we filmed them in the the studio filming their second uh recording their second album and i could see these group of guys figuring out what people wanted from them yeah and you know we're trying we got cl- really close with them in the end yeah but you know without trying to like intervene we're like boys you just you made what the album you wanted to make and people really liked it fucking make another album that you want to make yeah. and hope that people really like it yeah like there 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 definitely is a thing that you know you you enjoy like if the, if this podcast got to the point where people were just like this dude's a fucking tool like i don't want to <laughs> listen to him anymore i'd have to accept that yeah and be like well and you know you could you could change in yourself and go like am i an egotistical fucking preaching do-goody wanker and like do i really want to change that about myself mm-hmm. and it's like you'd have to really work on it but you wouldn't you'd be missing the mark if you just changed it because of that yeah and it wasn't like this genuine thing you know and i think that brands do that yeah and i think that musicians do that i think that you know there's so many people that and the news does it yeah the news will be like fuck this is we really like outrage is what sells yeah let's fucking cause some outrage Mm -hmm. there's nothing that's genuine about that yeah i'm sure in the like in the the legal world there's people that you know there's nothing genuine about what they're doing. It's just like following what works. Yeah, 100%. It's always the quick way. It's always just the quick way. It's just a sort of like, this person says this, let's adjust everything, pivot, and let's try and sell to that person. Now that person's sort of like red hot, let's go that way. Yeah. That's not longevity, man. That's not that's not building anything with value and substance over time. There's a lot of brands out there that just pivot and um, just do whatever suits. You know, CrossFit's hot, they'll jump into CrossFit. This is hot, they'll jump into yeah. that. And it's just like, yeah, but man, you've just like completely blown out your your whole sort of value base and like what you actually stand for and like you're not staying true to your thing yeah to your shit yeah so it's just like yeah man i'm i'm all about just staying true to you and just doing you and you know what man if people say bad things about the podcast then that's just you know up to you to go like cool what's my what's my focus and for this podcast it was really to provide value to people and help them on their on their journey and things like this and you know the the huge majority of people don't seem to be liking it and then you might think it, that that's counteractive to my goals maybe i should stop or mm. change or something like that but if it's not man then it's just like yeah they're, they're, they're saying that whatever mm. you just keep going because you stick into to what like what it means yeah. to you you know so yeah man i i um people's value if people's opinions are so powerful it's to weird, some people eh? yeah so powerful if i if i listen to people's opinions about leaving law if you listen to people's opinions oh, about yeah. leaving school and doing all this sort of stuff it's like fuck man where would you be yeah i would be miserable as all hell yeah you know i was like, yeah and i was unhappy doing this like i've always i've always prioritized my own happiness and probably to a detriment at points where i would like i'd probably given up on some stuff for selfish reasons but it's like I think now I, I feel like I have more rounded perspective on it and come from like a better place. But at the end of the day, I'm still chasing the same thing. Mm-hmm. I think it's just going about it in like a more healthy way. Yeah. 
but like I've said it on here so many times too like you can't fill up someone else's cup if yours is empty yeah oh man you know, that's a whole nother discussion in itself it's so yeah. true though like yeah. I take my time every day to um, to like fill my cup yeah and like when I come home from training or when I come home from surfing or the podcast that I had a great conversation or yeah. I've helped somebody or you know something it's like you feel good and yeah. then instantly your instant reaction is like fuck who's around who can I yeah. you know who can I do something how can yeah. I lift somebody else up Man, it's I, like that's so fucking powerful I've never been good at filling my cup man and that's something that I'm really I've struggled with and needed to adjust um, and so yeah man my cup's been empty for a long long time because I'm I, I, I just have that personality but I just really want to help yeah really I really want to help and I want to give and when I you know when I was young and I didn't have much money but my friends had less I was like here, here man here's a hundred bucks I really want to go party with you because mm. let's have fun and let's do this and I want to give this to you and I want to give this to you and um, you know even to the point where I was telling you before about like you know not paying myself any wages for um, three years and having six staff and stuff like that I'm not looking after myself as well yeah. um, and uh, kind of wasn't until um, you know I met up with my business partner Cell and he was just like what the fuck are you doing man you got to yeah. look after yourself too and then you can look after other people and it's just like um, people think they're being real heroic by like kind of just like falling on their sword yeah man thing, yeah. 100% um, but I agree with you wholeheartedly and I'm my, my whole sort of mindset about it is shifting and I'm learning more and more about how to do it because I've obviously built like a, a sort, sort of like um, certain characteristics and yeah. a certain you know identity around that and I'm really trying to rewire my shit where I can sort of can uh, look after my own energies and frequencies and all that sort of stuff and and, and um, fill my cup mm. because yeah man I can help a lot I can help a lot of people on on a fucking pretty empty cup man so if I can fill that thing up you know to the brim I can help I know I can help a lot of people so that's kind of my mentality at the moment it's just um yeah adjusting adjusting things to to make that happen I I I have maybe my insecurities and problems is is sometimes I'm feeling like I'm being selfish like you were saying and like oh why why should I take this I should be giving um a story that um a story that has stuck with me forever in my life and the way that I feel like has shaped my life and we were talking about experiences is um, I remember vividly when I was really young man and um, I was with my mum and we needed to go and get milk and she had two bucks that's it she had two bucks she needed to get the milk I really really wanted this like a uh, colouring set crayon yeah. set or whatever and I was obviously nagging her for it or whatever and um, she as much as she was like obviously you know ill um she was super giving and um she got me my playset, but she didn't get her milk mm. and um for some reason i don't know what it is maybe it was like a guilt or something that has i've 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 maintained that sort yeah, of like memory like, yeah i don't know what it was but um ever since then i've always just felt like oh, even if I have two cents in my pocket, I'd want it five cents. I want to give it yeah. to you. I want to help you. I want to help you because I'm cool with me. I'm cool with nothing, man. And um, I'm cool with I'm cool with you know money in the bank. I'm cool with money not in the bank. Like I'm just cool with whatever. Yeah. And I think that's a really freaking powerful way to be. Um, and I think um, yeah, man, I want to I want to push that out there to more people just to become comfortable with what they've got and who they are. And you know, man, you're sharing the same message. So it's um, I think that's powerful. 
powerful like state of being to have that yeah dude yeah. for sure um well i reckon how many we've done a nearly three hours man um wow have you are you serious yeah have you enjoyed the the experience was it dude i've loved this experience yeah, it's it's awesome man like um as i said it was like my first um podcast that i yeah. was a guest and uh, man to come on this podcast is amazing fucking travis pastrana and crawley and like uh, ryan gam and all these amazing dudes on it before so man I'm, I'm stoked and um i hope that people enjoy it um you know and i hope something people got something out of it for what it, whatever it's worth and um yeah man it's awesome that three hours flew by it's crazy yeah, eh? yeah it's crazy yeah i mean and that's the thing like my my honest goal at the end of all of these is like did you enjoy it yeah you know are you better for being here for a few hours and i think that i i genuinely believe that if like you feel like you're better for being here for three hours and you had a good experience then other people will yeah and that's sort of like my whole philosophy with it so 100%. Um, and i'll get you back on again we'll do another awesome, one in man. the new studio in yeah, six dude. months or 12 months looking or whatever, forward to it man whenever you uh you got way more <laughs> shit going on but um yeah hopefully we touch base on enough of the stuff that you're into and yeah man. um shout out some of the your the gym and and hype group and the oh. combat and everything yeah get, cool get a message out there yeah man so marketing agencies hype group um if you look on instagram it's hypegroup.co um we look after heaps of product-based businesses with all their marketing um which is awesome so check us out there um our new sports nutrition brand dedicated for combat athletes is called combat cmbt you can find us on instagram at cmbt nutrition um and then uh Hey, if you're in Burley and you want to have a healthy feed, go on down to Nutrition Station Burley. Um, you'll find some awesome stuff there. Um, and then uh, if you want to train some jiu-jitsu or kickboxing or something, come down to Apex Training Academy where in Varsity Lakes and uh, got some other stuff. But yeah, that's already making me anxious how much yeah, shit's see, going that's on there. Yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. How much, <laughs> fucking, how much shit can you yeah, do? Yeah, we won't go that far. Uh, yeah. All right, man. Well, um, yeah, I really appreciate it. And Thank yeah, you, we'll, we'll do it again and I'll get this up and yeah, hopefully people... Uh, oh, what's your Instagram too? Shout out. My there. Instagram? <laughs> Just my name, Personal Miles brand. Mewke. M-I-L-E-S-M-U-E-C-K-E. All right, sweet yeah. as. We'll do it again. Yeah. Thank you, bro. Appreciate it, dude.